We just wanted to say that this episode of Two Can't Keep a Secret and of Pretty Little Liars uh, contains some scenes with uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault. So if that is something that you might find triggering, it is something that we will be discussing during our episode recap. And it is something that we will be addressing um, when talking about the show. Um, Feel free to skip that part of the episode or feel free to just skip this episode overall if you if that's something that you don't want to engage with we totally understand um listen at your own comfort and we hope that we'll be able to be here for you in the coming weeks hey everyone and welcome back to two can't keep a secret a pretty little liars podcast here on the dragon babies network my name is jay and i am here today with my lovely partner in crime but we can't tell you about that. Well, AJ, listen, I, didn't crash someone's, I did not crash anyone's car, so I can at least say I didn't do that crime. I would hope not. Um, I'd be very worried <laughs> if you did and like your priority was coming on this podcast with me, but also honor. <laughs> concern. It's, it wasn't your car, Jay, so that's all you have to worry about. Like, if it was your car, then we would be like, <gasps> imagine the balls that I had to have if I crashed your car, did not tell you. And then, and then like, you went on a podcast with me? Yeah. First of all, considering you don't even live in the same state as me, <laughs> you can't see this. My jaw is on the floor. AJ can see this, but whoever's listening cannot. Yeah. Um, my mind would be blown. I would be so upset. I rely on my car for pretty much everything. <laughs> Public transit here is awful. Yeah. And, and I just do it for a good time. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I want to see, see how this plays out. AJ, we got we got a podcast to do. Oh, okay. we can't be driving and podcasting at the same time. That is a dangerous activity because I have way too much fun. <laughs> Listen, half the time my eyes are closed, so hopefully not because you're falling asleep. I would not fall asleep watching Pretty Little Liars. Next thing you know, you know, you don't know what's going on. I feel like if I just take a bathroom break and don't hit pause, I will have no clue what's happening for the rest of the show. You know, that's that's very valid. Uh, what are your overall feelings about this week's episode? Uh, this... Is it weird? This might be like my favorite episode so far. <laughs> I don't think that's weird. I think it means that you're slowly becoming more like me, deranged. Jay, we've been new. I've been there. I watch Big Brother. <laughs> it's true. And you're a live theater, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we knew that. <laughs> that um, is not new information. <laughs> you know what else we knew? What? Tell me. Well, most of us, um, most of us knew that a wren is a type of bird. And I know this <sighs> because I put out a Twitter poll after last week's episode. Um, and in that Twitter poll, I said, did you know that a wren is a type of bird? And the answers, the options were, yeah, duh, or no, my name is AJ Norris. <laughs> um, and did you see this poll? You know what? I'm pretending I didn't. 
I'm pretending okay. I did not see anything. You know what? I am living my best life not knowing the results of this poll. Okay, but let's pretend <laughs> that you did see this poll and that you answered this poll. What percentage of people do you think know, knew what a Ren was at the time of that poll? I feel like in the, the general public, I feel like 70 to 80% of people do not know what a Ren is. Okay, but we're not talking general public. We're talking about <laughs> my Twitter audience and some of my cat's Twitter audience. I'm just saying, I think I'm on the right side of history here. Right, but we're not talking about the right side of history. I'm just asking, what percentage? <laughs> All right, just, if you don't want to give just, a number, I'll let you know. Just in me, Jay. Just in me right now. 88.9% <laughs> of people oh. <laughs> said, yeah, duh, I know what a Ren is. <laughs> Which means that 11.1% of people said, no, my name is AJ Norris. And, and because you know 54 people mm -hmm. answered the poll, six people, including you, are AJ Norris and don't know what a Ren is. Listen, to all my AJ Norris's out there, um, we're the real ones. We're top tier. <laughs> Everyone you don't else... waste your time on bird shit. Who got time for birds? <laughs> like, listen, we got real stuff to do. <laughs> Like what? What are you doing? Uh, I'm watching Secession. Ooh, I have not seen it yet. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> not not pretty Little is crazy, but a different type of crazy. <laughs> Every week I'm going to be like, what you watching? That's our next podcast. Like, wh what was it? What was I watching last week? I feel like I brought a show while I was watching the other week. Or the other podcast. Oh, Killing Eve. Oh my god, that was... <laughs> Still haven't seen that either because I'm the idiot who goes back and watches seasons of survivor every time i get anxious so you know a new season every day that was I, I gotta watch a new show i tried to watch uh you know i won't say that show in case i get people upset but i'm liking secession and killing Eve. those two are good choices. okay i Would will add them to my queue uh, i think you'll like um i think they're killing both things Eve. i think i would like yes i think you'll like both of them and we're supposed to get eight to twelve inches of snow in a couple days even though today it was 70 degrees almost so uh let me tell you something my my, my dumb self I, I had to work this weekend right I, I would like to remind you the low is 20 degrees i'm from the south that's cold af <laughs> <Correct. laughs> so i go to work not knowing this information i'm legit just wearing a t-shirt <laughs> and i don't get off until after closing um which is like 10 30 at the earliest I'm just in the back room. I was like, why is it? Because we don't have um, ventilation in the back room. And I was like, why is it cold back here? They were like, do you know what, how cold it's supposed to get? I was like, how cold? They said 20 degrees. I was like, 20? Yeah. And I was like, how am I supposed to get home? I only have a t-shirt. I'm a black man. I don't do cold. So they gave me a blanket. Oh. Yeah. I, I left my cold. Well, the high on Wednesday is supposed to be 22 degrees. Jay? Do you need help? I can send you to the Caribbean. Okay. Well, or you can send me to Iceland. <laughs> I am not giving up. So much so that Iceland has, like, I've been getting advertisements for Iceland Air on TikTok. <laughs> I swear to God, Iceland is showing up everywhere. And if I don't get to go to Iceland on my you know, low budget, lots of student debt because I decided mm -hmm. to go into social work. 
like if I don't get to go to Iceland with AJ, I'm going to cry. Iceland, get on it. We gotta come here. This is gonna be great promotion. I wanna try the cinnamon country. rolls. I wanna try the Icelandic butter. <laughs> And the Icelandic butter, yeah. I want to know what makes it different. And like, listen, there's Icelandic butter in Iceland, and then there's Icelandic butter in Whole Foods. And first of all, I went to my local Whole Foods. They didn't have it. Boo! Um, And then second of all, like, even if it was made in Iceland and shipped here, I feel like there's something lost in the process. I agree. I feel like it's going to be packaged, well, taken care of correctly. I want to go to a farm in Iceland. You want the freshly made Icelandic butter. Yeah, I want the farmer to be like, I made this yesterday or even this morning. And I'll be like, thank you, farmer. I appreciate you. What if you didn't majestic? What if it wasn't refrigerated? I trust that farmer. You don't trust the farmer? I don't trust a random farmer. No. This isn't a random farmer. This is a farmer in Iceland. do my research i will find the i'll contact phil from the amazing race i thought you know somebody who knows somebody listen if you get me a trusted isolated farmer i will try to fill himself (laughs) listen we know someone who knows somebody so we can get him to get somebody who knows somebody do you think phil can properly transport isolated butter i trust phil Mm, interesting. More than I trust, like Jeff Probst. Well, I, I don't trust many people. So, <laughs> but Phil has like a good old fashioned dad vibe. Well, I don't trust dads. Well, listen, we don't have time for you and your daddy issues. Listen, no, listen, I, I watch you for you. I know how dads are. <laughs> and back to the show. <laughs> Like, I brought up, like, four different shows before talking about the show that we podcast about. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you said that this was your favorite episode, so you should be excited to talk about about it. Oh, I'm ready to talk about the song. <laughs> All right. So, I guess that means we're getting into it. This might be the shortest intro that we've ever done. And by that, I mean, like, of our three episodes. Um, yeah, baby. <laughs> we are on a roll. Like sushi. Listen, the party don't start. I don't know how the saying goes. The, the party don't start because we are not party people. <laughs> Think for yourself. Unlike our uh, core four in this episode. Uh, pause. I don't think all four of them are party people. I don't think so either, but they did all go to a party. I feel like genuinely only one of them is a party person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of the core four. In the beginning of this week's episode, they're all, you know, finally taking someone's advice. They're listening to someone else. And that person is Emily's mom, who told Emily that they should do something to remember Allison by, which I think is really sweet. I think that's a good way to, like, start off an episode and also, you know, kind of bring these four together that even though it's been two episodes, they haven't spent a lot of time, all four of them Mm -hmm. together. Well, they don't like each other. Like that's that's the issue. I I feel like in my in, in my deepest soul, if you had asked them, do you like these people? I feel like they want to say yes to everybody in the four. That's valid, but also like considering this is a cast that has like four main characters, it's weird that we don't see them all four together 
that often, even in the beginning of the show. Like well, only basic- when they're like really being interrogated or they're afraid of being interrogated. Well, Homegirl said it herself on the other episode. She was like, we were friends because Allie knew all our secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's why we were friends. Yeah, that's fair. And, but it it is interesting because they're out in the woods mm-hmm. um, and they want to build a memorial for Allie near the Kissing Rock, which for some reason, like, I feel like that's going to come back later. Just because, like, you don't bring up a kissing rock and then, like, not come back to it. They're 15. They're horny. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> every teenage show has a, a kissing rock or, like, kissing hill or whatever, you know, like, out, mm-hmm. like, by the cliffs or near the woods. And But I feel like something has to happen in this show with the kissing rock because you don't just name the kissing rock and then, like, never show it again. Um, but apparently, Allie and the girls used to hang out there all the time. Um and I'm kind of wondering, like, do you think visiting these places they used to be with Allie is going to bring them closer together or is going to sort of bring up this, like, weird tension over time? Because, like, Allie brought them together because she knew all of their secrets. Mm-hmm. But like you said, they don't all really like each other. But Allie is still, like, a huge part of their relationship with one another. I think all they're going to do is bring up repressed trauma. <laughs> like, that's all they're going to do. <laughs> Nothing good can come from this situation. Like, I love the idea of, oh, we were friends with this person. Let's remember them in a special way. I hate the execution of it. <laughs> and I, I, they should have just built a bench like they suggest later on. Like, hey, build a bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we can sit on and take a photo. And we never had to do this again. And with the repressed trauma, do you think we'll ever see any of the four in therapy in the show? All of them is going to need it, but not a goddamn one of them is going to go to it. <laughs> well, I say that. We'll pause. Like, not one of them is going to go to it of their own free will. I like that you said that because do you think any of them will go against their own will? Uh, um, probably Emily. <laughs> probably. probably. Um. I could see like Spencer's whole family like forcing Spencer and Melissa to go to like family therapy. I feel like they're going to be like, if that gets out, that's not going to be a good look for our family. Mm, that's true too. Mm-hmm. But like, it's it's interesting because like, I was I was watching Lucifer mm-hmm. for the first time about a year ago, and I was like, oh, Lucifer actually goes to a therapist in this show. The therapist <laughs> is like part of the show, and I was like. We need more of that. Like, I want to explore, like, even if it's, like, poorly executed, I want to explore characters' relationships to therapy. Because I think therapy as a concept Mm -hmm. would make a great TV show if it wasn't for, like, client, doctor, like, confidentiality. So in a fictional sense, you don't have Mm -hmm. that. So show me fake people's therapy sessions. I'm nosy. Like, I really love um, Mr. Robot because um, he goes to therapy a lot. Not as much as I think he needed to or as the show deserved because Krista was a star. Um, <laughs> but I just love seeing their interaction and the evolution over the four seasons. Yeah, so I think I think we need that, especially in, like, teen dramas because teens are dramatic anyway. Yes, I agree. Also, therapy's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Also, therapy is not a bad thing. Your therapist is not showing your sessions to anybody else. If they Mm -hmm. are, they are a bad therapist. Mm -hmm. But like I said, these are fictional characters. So I think um, that's fine and necessary and good. Yeah. And so apart from needing therapy, um, really just need some time to like bond and talk. 
and they're sort of almost getting there um and um spencer sort of mentions that she remembers the way to get to, to the kissing rock almost with like this photogenic memory this photographic memory um and mm -hmm. she's like i know exactly how many steps we need to take before we get to ki the kissing rock which catches all the girls off guard as if they didn't know that spencer had a photographic memory um wait spencer has a photographic memory well not really but like she knows exactly how to get places that she hasn't been in months mm. if not over a year because they ask spencer they're like have you been here since Allie disappeared because how do you know how many steps to take and she's like no why would i come back here <laughs> valid point valid point <laughs> and we're like mm, i don't know you've been kissing somebody haven't you they don't say that but like we know um well, pause listen she didn't need to go to no rock to kiss nobody you're right <laughs> Apparently none of our, our little liars do. <laughs> they all said we have a rock for a reason and it's to break it. Well, Spencer <laughs> says that um, building a memorial out in the woods makes it look like they're hiding something. And she doesn't want the creepy detective Wilden to look closer at them and be suspicious, um, which is like valid that you're because like, I don't know anyone who like builds something out in the woods and doesn't like announce and like it's a memorial but you don't announce it it's very weird well it's a very personal situation like it is but like when you're under investigation by the police for related to that person's disappearance and death well you know i don't believe they um handled the police anyway correctly like the well, police don't handle it correctly and they don't handle the police correctly so i i agree but like i'm just saying spencer has a reason to be concerned yeah, I, I get Spencer has a reason to be concerned, and so does Hannah. There are mosquitoes in that southern. Yeah, uh, this whole time, <laughs> Hannah is, like, not dealing well with all the bugs out in the woods, and I don't blame her. <laughs> like, Hannah is such a vibe. Like, I, I'm saying Hannah's my favorite at the core four right now, and it does not change. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> like, Hannah is, like, by and far, like... <laughs> my favorite in almost every way we'll get into <laughs> it later in the episode but like yes in my head she, like she can do no wrong she's our anti-capitalist anti-cop <laughs> she said corporations don't need our money the cops cannot be trusted yes and i'm like you know what? and i want to look hot and i want to <laughs> have sex good for her i'm like you know what? hannah you're spinning so fast right now <laughs> um but we will we will get to that um, we'll, but we'll right now she is not happy um, because does Hannah get happy this episode? <laughs> no, but Which is Spencer brings up heart. Wilden, and Wilden is like making her life hell. Um, oh. And also, yeah. Hannah brings up the fact that she doesn't want to remember Allie until she can be certain that Allie is not still around. What did you think about that? I was like, you know what, valid. There is a strange person that is sending you messages that only Allie would know. Like, there, there's a non-zero chance. I didn't see the body. I know we went to a funeral, but listen, funerals have been fake before. <laughs> so, listen, so Allie, my, what's up? You, huh? you, you're putting Hello? stock in what Hannah's saying. I'm saying what she is saying is not outside of the realm of possibilities. All right. Like, I don't believe, I believe for Hartley Allie's dead. But I'm saying if you do not believe Allie is dead at this point in time, I'm not going to fight you. That's fair. 
Um, all of this conversation makes Aria like kind of sketched out, which feels kind of weird because Aria of all of them seems like the person who would be interested the most in like true crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Like she, she's very much like has this like wannabe like true crime podcaster vibe. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like too creeped out at the thought that Allie could be alive, but also that like, someone could be keeping secrets, but she's literally making out with her teacher. Would, um, uh, <laughs> would Pretty Little Lies make a good true crime podcast? Just the death of Allie. I don't think so, only because it's too, oh, just the death of Allie, I yeah, feel like yeah, the just answer the could be yes. Okay. Everyone else's lives surrounding it, I feel like you get too unhinged too quickly. No, ignore them. This is this is the Alley story. We are talking about the story of Pretty Little Liars. The true crime podcast is the Alley story. Ooh, that could be the name of it, the Alley story. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, but suddenly they hear a noise in the woods. Uh, something like leaves rustling and a and a branch cracking under someone's foot. And uh, they get a text from A, just as they were talking about it. And it says, heads up, BFFs. It's open season on liars, and I'm hunting. My response is, someone was like, I don't know who, they said, oh, there might be a person in that direction. And they're like, no, it's probably just a rabbit. And I'm thinking in my head, what makes you want to chase down a person but not a rabbit? Right. Like, I would prefer to, like, go after a rabbit because that's going to be, like, fun. And if I happen to catch it, it's cuddly. Um, but also the noise they heard was way too loud for it to be a rabbit. I, I Maybe a deer. True. Well, oh, I don't know if I want to, like, follow a deer. See, you say that, and maybe this is my inner crazy white person coming out. Oh, but there are deer in my apartment complex area because, like, we're next to the woods, sort of. And... Every couple of weeks, I'll like go outside and there'll be a day, like at like six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. And there's mm. a deer like standing like 10 feet from my apartment door. Yeah. And I try to get as close as I can every single time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cannot be me. Do you remember when um the murderous clown things from the woods were a thing? Yeah, I wouldn't go outside if I knew that was a thing going on right I now. I had a friend and we were just walking one day and she said, Hey, if there happens to be a clown out here that murders, that she said, I will run towards them and I will psych them out. And I told her, Good for you. Why are you white? <laughs> you know, I'm not that kind of crazy. <laughs> I was not prepared for that, Jay. <laughs> I don't think I'm prepared to hear it. <laughs> I was like, Who runs towards the killer? Your friend. I'm amazed she's alive today. <laughs> you know, we all need a friend who's willing to make that sacrifice. Listen, if you want to make the sacrifice for me, thank you. I will see you at your funeral. And you know, you only need one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. Thank you very much. My camera. Uh, <laughs> you try. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that is, I believe, the uh, end of the pre-theme song part of the episode. That's our cold open. Uh, because the is, next is, thing is we that what's officially called a cold open? 
Yeah, it, whatever happens before the theme song. Because, mm. like, you just start the episode that way. Like, you start it cold. Oh, okay. Okay. Understood. We yeah. don't heat it up yet. So then we come back from the theme song. Two can't keep a secret if one of them is dead. And Hannah comes downstairs the next day. Jake, can and- I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> the song goes, two can't keep a secret if one of them is dead. Two can't keep a secret if one of them is dead, right? Which one of us will have to die? And why is it you? Are you asking because I'm mentally ill? <laughs> this feels like an attack. <laughs> I'm just saying my black senses will um, get on high alert and I'll be like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Listen, the reason it has to be me is because tomorrow starts Black History Month and I'm celebrating early. <laughs> I respect you, Jay. I respect you so much. Thank you. You're a real one. I will lay down my life for the cause. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you I'm so going to get quoted so out of context. <laughs> it's okay. We're having a good time. It's, it's all good. You know? It's all in fun. <laughs> it really is until it goes too far. Yes. <laughs> but we're not there yet. Not yet. You know who is there? I know who's there, but I don't want to talk about him. Detective Darren Wilden eating another breakfast at Hannah Marin's house. Why is he here? Why why is he still here? Because the uh, the store hasn't dropped the charges yet, which uh, which he starts to tell uh, Hannah's mom. Um, and he's when Hannah comes downstairs, she's standing in front of the fridge. And he's only wearing a towel around his waist, which I think is like disgusting. Cause like, it's not like him and Hannah's mom are in a relationship. And also he's like looking into Hannah's case and he's been nothing but a creep towards her. Like put on clothes if you're gonna be around a teenage girl and so, you're a strange so, man in the home. So uh, I, had two, I had two separate thoughts during this um, scene. First I thought, wait a minute, hold up homeboy. This isn't new. Y'all have been in a relationship, but y'all just been hiding it from this little woman. And y'all, and now that y'all like publicly have a reason to be together, you're just going to be like, you know what? Let me just like ease into this relationship. So they've been banging for a long time. That's why I first thought. By the end of the episode, I don't think that. But I was like, dang, at the end of the season, the mom's going to be engaged to this man and I'm going to be crying. <laughs> but then I thought, anymore. yes, correct. I do not think they will be engaged. I believe one of them will be dead. Uh, so, but then my other thought. <laughs> uh-huh, keep going. Is, dang, you got to sleep with a man over a pair of sunglasses. Like, that has to suck. Like, also, like, how bad could a shot, like, I also wonder what is in Hannah's, what Hannah's done in the past year. Because, mm-hmm. like, shoplifting is not going to keep her out of college. Yeah. If her grade, unless her grades are like that bad, like one charge, considering everything her family is going through, considering her friend died, considering everything that's going on, and she's a white blonde girl. Are the consequences that bad that you have to sleep with this creep until the store drops the charges? Like, like did you try talking to the store? <laughs> 
I would be like, listen, I will find a way to make the money. Like I'll find a way to pay you back for the sunglasses. Please don't drop the charges. I'm going to have some serious conversations with my daughter. Like pause at the end of the day, be just be like, I'll pay for it. You know what? Bump it. I, I will, I will um, scrounge up $350. Like, right. Gosh, damn. Yeah. So let me tell you something. Being with Darren is not worth it. <laughs> He's not worth first name. No, I said the first name out of disrespect. I know, he but... Does, he does not get a title. <laughs> no, he's just Wilden to me. In my notes, he's always Wilden. Or well, you call him Detective up. Wilden, like, more than once in this episode. I do call him Detective Wilden sometimes just to, like, spice it up. But, like, <laughs> detective, policeman, those are not respectable titles in my mind. You adding a little seasoning salt. Listen, I'm white, but I'm not that kind of white. <laughs> I know how to season my food. <laughs> you said, I'm adding some pepper. <laughs> Add a little bit of spice. A little spice known as salt. <laughs> Listen, I have so many different spices in my in my cabinet right now. You have what? So many different spices in my cabinet right now. What you got under? I got some coriander, some cumin, some garlic, some paprika, a different kind of paprika, some chili flakes, obviously salt and pepper, garlic, onion powder, turmeric. Uh, yeah, I just have a lot of different spices. You know what? You know what you do with the white trend? <laughs> I'm Jewish, so it's, you know, off-white. <laughs> a little acru, if you will. I got you. Ivory. I you. <laughs> no, ivory's more white. I don't like that. <laughs> it's fine. My it's cat fine. is behind the couch right now, and he's making lots of noises, but that's fine. It's um, okay. Yeah, so... Not only is Wilden half naked, uh, he, or Hannah, or he, he says that he's going to go put on some clothes or whatever, because uh, Hannah, Hannah's mom tells him to go put on clothes, because he has to tell him to put on clothes in front of her 16-year-old daughter. Um, and then she explains to Hannah that she can't get rid of Wilden because they haven't, the store hasn't dropped the charges yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the scene ends, we see, we see that Wilden was listening to the entire conversation, so he knows. White man, mind your gosh darn business. We are not. I don't care. Mind your business. You, you're not on the clock. I, I know. Well, he doesn't seem to think he's all, ever off the clock. And, and he wonders why he's lonely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um... So then we get to Arya's family and they're out at breakfast mm-hmm. um, talking about how Arya is basically speed reading to kill a mockingbird. Um, and uh, Byron says that if he like if she likes to kill a, a mockingbird, uh, Arya should read um, a biography he knows uh, that he has in his office of uh, Harper Lee, the author. Do you know Imagine a lot about Harper Lee? I know nothing about Harper Lee. I've never read a book. I don't know who that woman is. Okay, so Harper Lee um, died in 2016, but oh. in 2015, it was announced that her caretaker found an unpublished manuscript of a sequel to To, to Kill a Mockingbird. Um, hmm. And in that sequel, um, Atticus Finch, who is um, one of the protagonists of To Kill a Mockingbird, He's mm-hmm. a lawyer who defends a black man during a time that 
of se during segregation. Um, and it's revealed that Atticus Finch is not, you know, the mm -hmm. anti-racist hero that we all think he is. Um, and Harper Lee for years refused to talk about any potential ma un unpublished manuscripts or any sequels. She mm -hmm. said that she would only want something published after her death. But in 2015, before she, like the year before she died, her caretaker said that she found an un unpublished manuscript and that Harper Early was excited to publish it. Hmm. Um, and Harper Lee made a bunch, a couple of public statements saying basically she was super excited about it, but it's really questionable as to mm -hmm. whether she fully understood and was willing to have the sequel published or if the caretaker was taking advantage of her. Well, um, because she, I believe, had dementia and she had had a stroke. Ooh. And um, obviously there's a lot of money involved in one of the best-selling books of all time getting a sequel published. Um, so I just found that to be interesting because Harper Lee, after this uh, episode was filmed, mm -hmm. still had a lot of, you know, stuff coming up out about her and stuff like that. I, I googled her. It's crazy. Before that, she only that was the only book she wrote. Mm -hmm. Which is why That's people crazy. thought it was crazy that that this manuscript, like she suddenly wanted it published when she was like basically on her deathbed. Well, pause. If she says she wanted to publish something published after she died, or huh. yeah, but like. But now she was saying in 2015, a year before she died, while she had mm. dementia and a stroke, gotcha. she was like, oh, yes, I want this published right now. I'm so excited. Hell, like she was quoted as saying like, hell, yes, I want this published. Mm. And it just seemed to be like a very stark contrast from things that she has said even in the past five years before that leading up to that. That's interesting. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, you just did. Did you read... To Kill a Mockingbird. I have, yes. And I've also seen it, the movie. Is it a good book? I think it's an important book. Okay. And it raises a lot of questions about um, who is considered good and who is remembered as being good. Mm -hmm. I think it also brings up a lot of questions about ableism because there's conversations about Boo Radley, who's a side character, being mm -hmm. crazy and also oh there's just a lot there I think it's a classic for a reason I think a lot of times the way that it's taught is here is a good white person who's trying to save a black person from being wrongfully convicted which is the basic story but I think like also because it's usually taught to you know mm -hmm. middle schoolers or high school freshmen um that it often lacks the nuance of is this man truly a good white person? What are the implications surrounding him taking this case? Um, like, like y'all couldn't see my face when Jay said the story is about this good white person saving a black person, but it was not a positive one. <laughs> yeah, like it's very much like there's a character who is black mm -hmm. who um, is accused of assaulting a white woman mm -hmm. and and wrongfully so. And Atticus Finch takes on the case. And it's told from the perspective of his child scout, his daughter scout. <laughs> and therefore, you know, there's a lot of 
idealization of her father because she's like of course a, a small child like she's not like 15 years old she's like a child child makes sense and that makes sense because when you're a kid you see things in far less nuance mm-hmm. and because of that I think the the conversation around the book often becomes without nuance because it's told mm-hmm. from Scout's perspective when we really need to like dig in and be like is Atticus Finch a good person just because he took one case mm-hmm. is he known for taking cases like this mm-hmm. um what is the implication in the town surrounding this yeah. that Scout might not know about um is like what is the like how common is this in the area in which it, like there's a lot of other questions surrounding that yeah um I think it's an important book again with the um with the trend right now the horrific trend of banning books related to anything regarding difficult history whether it's Mouse by Art Spiegelman which was recently mm-hmm. banned in Tennessee for nudity um despite the fact that it's about it's, it's mice and cats being used in a metaphor for the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mice are naked. I don't know if you've ever seen a mouse in real life wearing clothes, but I have not, unless it's Mickey. Um, um, Stuart Little. In real life. Have you seen Stuart Little in real life? Because I've seen Mickey Mouse in real life, but not Stuart Little. Um, well, listen, I've seen him on my TV screen many times. Right, I'm talking about in person. Well, isn't he, didn't he die? Stuart Little? Yeah, didn't he die at the end of the, his series? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> I thought you ended up dying. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I think like there's this horrific trend of uh, mm-hmm. books like Mouse and The Bluest Eye being banned. Mm-hmm. And I feel like To Kill a Mockingbird is classic enough that it will take a while for it to be banned, but I see it potentially going into that list. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think it has become... Sort of, sort of like Diary of Anne Frank has become a stand-in for like the Holocaust story. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, To Kill a Mockingbird is the story of racial justice that is a fictional story. Oh. Like the fictional story of racial justice for a lot of white Americans. Ooh, and I oh. think that that isn't really fair or a proper de- depiction. Just like I think that you can't take Anne Frank's story and say that's everyone's Holocaust story. Like, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about um, the, the, the poster child of racial justice being a story written by a white woman from the point of view of a little white girl. Right, and, and that's my point exactly. And, <laughs> and I think the other thing is like, I don't want to say that it's not a good book and I don't want to say it's not an important book. I just think it needs to be contextualized within the rest of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can't be used as the only example of talking about race in America. I agree. Um, and like, obviously there's like a thousand other books that I think people should read. And mm-hmm. I don't think it should be taken out of the curriculum right away or at all like I do think it's a very important book in American history Mm -hmm. I also think like it has some overarching themes beyond that that are really important Mm -hmm. and at the same time like you can't read one book and say okay we're done talking about civil rights 
I went to school in America. Yes, you can. I mean, fair. Although, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll talk to you about my mom's classroom uh, after this. But my mom is uh, actually doing a whole unit on uh, civil rights and only using Black authors. And I think that's really cool. Ooh, that's dope. Um, Ooh, I like the I like to hear that. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you the details and uh, send you the curriculum after, or once she sends it to me, because uh, uh, she went to bed at 6 p.m., she told me. Good for her. You know what? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not judging. She I don't judge anyone's life The dog was keeping her up. At like, three? You know what? She needs to go to bed. Right. I was like, go <laughs> for it. You've earned it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and plus, you, you know how, like, you say, like, I'm going to bed at, like, 10 p.m., and then you go to bed at, like, 1 p.m., 1 a.m. because you were like on your phone looking at TikTok. No, Jay, when I say I'm going to bed, I go to sleep. <laughs> okay, we get it. I'm mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, while uh, Arya's mom <laughs> goes inside to get another muffin for breakfast, uh-huh. uh, Byron's, Byron decides to ask Arya if he likes her, if she likes her English teacher. Which surprise, uh, Arya is caught off guard. Well, um, I, I would be too. Like, who asks about a singular teacher? Like, the only time I ever hear parents like ask about a singular teacher is usually because there's something going on with that teacher. That the is- only thing I could think of is like maybe Arya's mom was like, "Oh yeah, we met the English teacher the other day outside, like at the movie theater, and like he went to Hollis, and you teach at Hollis." Well, pause. That man was not that interesting. <laughs> he is not that interesting. Enough I know, but like she thought he was like, you know, what else? Jay, do if, have if going I talk about life? every person that I see that I think is cute, I would not stop talking. But it's like, it's very much a mom thing to be like, oh, we met Aria's teacher. He seemed nice. Uh, moms, m- mind your business. Well, pause. This mom, do not mind your business. <laughs> like, like, there's, there's a reason to be nosy. <laughs> Like you gotta, you better get into all the businesses because there are some ducks that need to be put in line. <laughs> put those ducks in one singular row, please. <laughs> um, where pause? Where's her brother? Like we saw him once, and he like has never appeared again. We saw him getting Chinese food too. Oh, because <laughs> they bought one of everything for Mister Chung. <laughs> they did. They did. Did that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I was just too upset with the scene to re- realize who was in it. <laughs> That's that's fa- no, he wasn't in this scene, but no, no, I'm talking about the Chinese scene. Oh yeah, that's fair. Um, like I'm very upset. <laughs> but Byron, while Ella is away, tells Arya that she could be a great writer if she wants to be, and I'm like, Byron, you're finally supporting your kid. Uh, I feel like he's a supporter of his child. I know, but like, finally, it seems like he's not talking about like, hey, keep my secret for me. I'm like actually talking to her about what she wants to do. Jay, I do not want to be a Byron defender, uh, but I feel like every time that has came up, it has came up because Arya has brought it up. Like, I feel like Byron has actively tried to ignore this situation and Arya kept, like, will bring it up to this man. He brought it up unprompted when he dropped her off at school. He said, I love you and I love your mom. Right. But but that morning, that morning she was like, she said something snarky to him about it though. Okay, fair. But like, either way, we haven't (laughs) seen much of their relationship outside of the situation. And unfortunately, that's going to continue because Meredith... Listen, I only know this man from Arya's point of view, and from that point of view, he's terrible. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Arya's also, like, terrible too, so maybe runs in the family. You know what? Uh, The mom and the son need to get out. (laughs) He said what he said, and I agree with it. 
<laughs> What's um, what you mean? Yeah, but Meredith, the woman that Byron was having an affair with, decides to like mm-hmm. come up and say hi. <laughs> like they're having breakfast, and Meredith, this random blonde lady, is like, "Oh my god, hi Byron, did you get my message?" And Byron's like, "Uh, yeah, I did, but um, I'll talk to you at 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 school because she's a teaching assistant now <clears throat> at Hollis." And he's still a professor. And Meredith tries to make small talk with Arya, and Arya's like, "No, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. Please go away." And you know what? I think she has mm-hmm. that right. I I I think she does have the right to be like, "Go away," and I don't want you talking. I don't want to talk to you. Like, understand this is a grown woman. Like, why are you talking to me? I was a teenager once. I hate when grown folks try to talk to me, make small talk. That was annoying. <laughs> Especially um, a grown folk that like you know try to sit with my dad like that would be like ah <laughs> i don't know about that uh i was going somewhere with this <laughs> i mean i don't know if meredith at this point knows that aria knows but at the same time so like maybe she's like oh why is this your teenage daughter being rude to me but at the same time like she also knows what she did so like 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 am i supposed to believe this is still currently happening like they are still sleeping together i don't know do you believe that not really. Me either. <laughs> Barry feels so guilty about it. Like, 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 maybe she's trying to make an advance, but I feel like he's not like taking a bite. He From took every- sabbatical and he meant it. He like <laughs> took time off to work on himself. Like, and what a better place to work than the great country of Iceland. Imagine with cinnamon rolls galore, enough butter to butter mm-hmm. any piece of toast that you want, beautiful views. Mm-hmm. towns that you can learn to pronounce the names of like i feel like you'll be foolish if you do not take at least a vacation or a trip to the great place of iceland and imagine taking a full year with your loved ones like it is such a wonderful place such a restorative place to go iceland sponsor us <laughs> we are begging all we want is to come visit iceland and to fall even more in love with it and we could be such better spokespeople people than Pretty Little Liars was. Let me tell you something. Your current spokespeople suck. <laughs> you know why? Because no one's promoting Iceland to me. And I can't wait sleeping to- with their teachers. <laughs> <laughs> or their students. This, it's not okay, Iceland. I don't know if you like the current representation you have, but I have two mostly non-problematic people right here. <laughs> and listen, everyone's a little problematic. I yes. sleep too much. AJ's dad is a cop. <laughs> Notice I can't say anything bad about AJ. <laughs> You're one of few people, Jay. <laughs> so these we are the kind of people who you want in your town, in your country, in your society. I think I'm a good person. That's what I'm and saying. I, I have nothing bad to say about you. And I think Jay's a good person too. So mostly. Let us let us work. Let us do our work. <laughs> let us work for you. <laughs> Right, let us work so you don't have to. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so Meredith is Meredith. just like kind of confused and sort of like walks away. Um, and we go to the Spencer's house because we got to hit all the houses before we uh, go to school. Um, so at Spencer's, Mrs. Mrs. Hastings, her name's Veronica. 
she tries to comfort Melissa and tell Melissa that she can't avoid everyone that she invited to the wedding just because she canceled it. Um, but because Melissa's embarrassed to have to admit the wedding's off, especially to like people at the, they call it the club, but we don't, we know they don't mean like the club. We know they mean like the country club, right? Oh, pause. Have you met this family? They won't be talking about anything else but the country club. Right. But I just want our <laughs> listeners to know they're not like bumping it at like the hottest oh, club in Rosewood, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Let me tell you about the hottest club in Rosewood, Pennsylvania. Oh, is this like, is this the- Your network uh, has to be at least um, 1.5 mil. <laughs> I was like, is it. this the uh, SNL bit? Let me tell you about the hottest club in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, Bill Haters. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> Stefan. Stefan. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that. That was funny. Those are funny. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not bumping it at any of Stefan's recommended clubs. Uh, I feel like they should. I feel like they'll have a good time. I feel like Spencer, if she just let go a little bit, Melissa probably could get down. Spencer's going to have um, a breakdown sooner or later, and I'm just not ready for it. I feel like Melissa's going to have an aneurysm. Like, honestly, this family is not long. for. This is a cold war that is about to get hot real soon. Which, throwback, is why they need therapy. Um, yeah, so Spencer's in the doorway and she's like, should I get breakfast? Should I just like find another way out of the house? Um, and eventually she decides to walk through and Melissa (laughs) pushes right past her with a stack of magazines and one by one picks up a magazine from the top of the stack and throws it in the trash, picks up another magazine, throws it in the trash one by one. magazines. I know last episode, I was like, I hate passive aggression. But I love this act of passive aggressiveness that's happening right here. Melissa, like, is the queen of passive aggressiveness, but also, like, pure aggression. Like, Like, it was so aggressive. That girl could play rugby and kick some ass. Like, it was lowercase passive, uppercase aggressive. Be (laughs) aggressive, passive, aggressive. (laughs) Like, she was so mad. I was here for it. Like, you know what? I'm team Melissa now. I like Melissa. (laughs) I didn't like her at one point, but I like her. She's fun. (laughs) So are you more team Melissa than team Spencer? Yes, 100%. Okay. <laughs> That's not even a question. We'll put a pin in that. Um, yeah. Well, I will say it does not change this episode. <laughs> right, right. I'm saying like this is something that we need to track. Well, well, good point. Because um, the first two episodes, I was team um, Spencer. <laughs> Until she, in, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And obviously uh, with all the passive capital aggression happening, <laughs> in the kitchen uh Spencer and Melissa start to fight as siblings do um and Spencer is I feel like most siblings well from, from my experience most siblings would not um you know have tried to kiss your boyfriend and your fiance okay but to be fair Spencer asserts that Ren was the one that kissed her and why would Ren feel the need to cheat anyway um, I feel like Spence is a liar. <laughs> I feel like if you go back and you watch that scene, she was very much into it, but it was Ren that made the move. Not that it matters. I, I, will, I will say real quick, Jay. Not that it uh, matters. No, I will say real quick. There one point in my notes, I think on page three, I was like, wait a minute. Am I just remembering the scene wrong? So I went back and watched that scene. Um, 
it was um consensual on both sides. Like oh, he 100%. moved her closer, and then she moved her head closer, and then she went in, and he went in, and they went. Uh, uh, uh. Like at the end, she was like, "No, this is wrong." But like that don't mean you like <laughs> are in the right. Right, but I think he like definitely initiated the flirting aspect of that of the entire relationship. Yeah, well, like I, I well, also like that night. Well, she was in her room. Right. And I think he came in and was like, hey, you want a massage? Wink, wink. Well, here's my thing. I, I think it would be one thing if she's like, eh, no, um, please leave. Um, I'm not okay with this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I agree. And I'm saying like, like I'm I saying Spencer's is 100% to in the everything. wrong. And I think like Ren being the grown ass adult. Oh, yes, he is in the more wrong. <laughs> because has, has a little bit more responsibility to do better. Correct. But she is trying to play innocent, and I don't play that. That's valid. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and Mrs. Hastings, she shuts Spencer down with that mom glare. <laughs> Better than anyone I think I've ever seen. No, but you saw what she was about to say to her sister? Like she Yeah, was she to... was like, why do you think Brendan wanted to cheat on you, basically? <laughs> Which is are... honestly something I want to know. Jay, let me tell you something. Those are fighting words. And if everyone was like, hey, AJ, why do you think your girlfriend cheated on you? Like, we would fight, like, on site. A hundred percent. But, like, also, like, those are questions I want to ask Ren. <laughs> I feel like your Melissa Bice is showing a little. <laughs> like, but I want, I want to know. I want to know, like, why did you feel the need to make out with a minor? Why did, why? You know, that is a great question. I, I feel like I have to ask that to multiple people on the show. <laughs> Um, that will be the follow-up true crime podcast to the Alley story. <laughs> I feel like the show should be called Pretty Little Liars, colon, Remember Their Minors. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars, uh, Dateline Edition. <laughs> um, oh I hope the reboot do not have any like type of stuff like this. Well, I think also like there is a lot of like this kind of icky stuff in Gossip Girl and I don't think there's any of it in the new Gossip Girl of this. Nope, there is. Just kidding. <laughs> to be making it very clear on both sides that both sides are like this is illegal and like they stop it because of that but it's not handled correctly like at all but it's handled better than it was in like 2008 but that doesn't mean much. That means that's not doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um so let's go to school so we can talk about Mona and Hannah. So Mona. once they get to school, uh, Mona and Hannah are talking. Mona! I know. Mona. Mona. Ah, I was talking about their recent shoplifting adventures. Yes. <laughs> but like that means Hannah, and, and Mona's still at it. And Hannah's like kind of like backed off a little bit. And Mona basically is like, you shoplifted once like mm. get over it and hannah basically says that she can't um well, but yeah like, like she legit cannot like there right. is like so human like the call is coming from you. inside the house <laughs> literally and he is a, an unwelcome guest <laughs> yeah um and sean who is hannah's boyfriend walks up like with him. noel and Noel basically says, like, my parents are out of town, party time. My notes legit says, I have no reason to feel like this, but I do not trust Noel at all. <laughs> I was going to ask why, but you said you have no reason. <laughs> like, his, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I don't trust this man. <laughs> Anyone who 
someone who says I'm throwing a party my parents aren't home I'm automatically like you're either dumb or the villain <laughs> or the villain or both <laughs> like there's a Venn diagram of this stuff yeah <laughs> and yeah I, I don't know where Noel sits right now but I know where I want to put him um, we're like <gasps> what if Noel is a this entire time that would be interesting because he didn't that show would, up in the first two episodes. That would be so amazing. Like someone that we're not introduced to originally. Like, see, I like when um our hero is like someone who either we don't get to know originally and not who we think it is, or the person we think is the hero dies off like in the middle. Or, and we're like, well, now what? I love when they take those risks in storytelling. Mm. Mm. Do you think I, I almost always respect it? Do you, do you think we're there? Do you think 2010 Pretty Little Liars is bold? Bold? Hell yeah. I don't Bold know. enough for this decision? <laughs> Probably not for that decision, but like, let me tell you something. I watched three episodes. People Irish will do some crazy stuff. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. And I can't even tell you how crazy it's going to get. But you know. Like, I literally can't because then we won't have a podcast. I think the whole purpose of this podcast is I have never watched a show. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and another bold move, Mona, once uh, Sean and Noel walk away, Mona says, hey, when are you and Sean going to, you know, do it? <laughs> and Hannah's yes. like, stop asking me about it. And Mona says, how long, how long is it going to be before you lose Sean? Because eventually he's going to, find somebody who he wants to have sex with which I don't think mm. that's true I think Sean's you know a guy who wants to wait until he is comfortable or wait until marriage potentially and like, uh, like my thing is first Mona um stay, stay in your business uh, stay in your lane this ain't your lane why are you in it stay in yours um we don't like this um you're still amazing but don't be doing this and second stay out of the relationship Sean has clearly defined his boundaries, his lines. Like, it is not a secret. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, if she knows Sean, which is a big if, but, you know, it's her best friend's boyfriend, you would know, well, at the very least, you know his dad is a pastor. Like, don't put all the blame on Hannah. Like, he could be the one not wanting sex, which is the, the truth in this relationship. It could, like, I don't think, I think if Hannah pushes too hard, she could lose him. Yeah. Which, you know, we might have to address. I, I think we might later. have to sooner or later. I think so. <laughs> um, but while all of this is happening, Emily's tying up her bike and Maya stops by to say hello. Uh, ben comes over and kisses Emily and Emily invites Maya to the party later that day. Um, so it's just like, you know, a sweet moment that's building up Wait, to what'll come what in the rest of the episode. I, I want to find out for a second. <laughs> yeah. Where are we at? Um, so Noel, not Noel, Ben and Emily just invited Maya to the party. No, pause, stop. Well, Emily, Emily invited, invited Maya to the party. Like Ben, I saw Ben's face. Ben was like, um, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, I, and then Aria passes Ezra in the hallway and they both say good morning and they smile I, like I wrote idiots. in my notes they need to break up right, right now. <laughs> they smile at each other like idiots because they are idiots. That's what I wrote in my notes. Oh. Who do you think this 
smartest person is in this school? Of the like four? Who, who's getting the valid? No, just in the school. Who's getting the valedictorian? I think Spencer out of the four. But I think Mona also has a chance. Let me tell you something. I think Spencer thinks it's going to be Spencer, but then it's going to be Mona and Spencer's going to lose it. <laughs> I can see that. Or it could be like someone we haven't met yet, you know? What if it's Toby? <laughs> what if it's Noel? <laughs> the villain we always knew it was. <laughs> what if it's Jenna? You know what? I would love for it to be Mona. <laughs> you would love for Mona to be a hero in every situation. I love Mona so much. <laughs> like, Mona, like, like, Jay, let me tell you something. Mona has, like, legit done the bare minimum all three episodes, but I am such a cheerleader for her. <laughs> you know, I don't think she's done the bare, mm, she has. <laughs> I, listen, I, I, like, I don't think she's done less than Jenna, but she has. She a fat test. <laughs> and Jenna was, like, barely in the episode called the Jenna thing, and somehow Jenna did more. I agree, but like I will cheerlead for Mona, and Mona can do no more wrong in my eyes. <laughs> I'm so glad she has you. I don't know what it is about her. <laughs> You're just attracted to chaotic energy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're friends? Listen, chaos is almost my brand at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of Jenna, Jenna then comes through the hall uh, with Toby, yeah. her brother, as her guide. And Maya asks who he is. And that's how we learned that Toby was the one who rescued Jenna from the fire in the garage. Emily tells uh, Maya that Toby spent the last year at a reform school or something, which is super vague. Uh, but it's because he uh, was responsible for the Jenna thing, according to other people involved and probably the police. Mm -hmm. Let, let me tell you what I thought about Toby because I feel like this is the first time I got a good look at Toby. Um, Toby creeps me out. Like Toby just gives me weird vibes, and I don't know why I wrote this, but I feel like Toby practices witchcraft. Um, Ooh, <laughs> not where I thought you were going. <laughs> Far more positive than where I thought you were going. Where did you think I was going? <laughs> School shooter vibes. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I could see that comma, but um, like Evan. Peters in season one of American Horror Story. Have not seen American Horror Story. That's fair. He played in season <laughs> one. He plays a school shooter. Spoiler alert. Oh, oh, oh no, that's not okay. But I, I feel like it would have been happened if it, it was going to happen with him. Yeah, a hundred percent. But like, he gives those vibes. Like, I get that. I get that. Um, and then I went wild because I didn't even know they were siblings. I don't know what I thought they were, but I did not think they were siblings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, Well, the girls, after Maya goes to class, are freaked out. Uh, and it's kind of implied that they think maybe Toby's helping Jenna send messages as A. No, no, no. That's they episode do, like, I hate one. This, theory. this episode one thinking, we currently think is Darren. We think it's been Darren all along. Darren is our number one suspect. Give him his own theme song. It was it was Weldon all along. Listen, it will never be as much of a bop as Agatha was. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Like it's just true. Like, like wasn't that song nominated for a Grammy or something like that? Was it? 
I think so. <laughs> like, I, like, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but like, it was like, I feel like it broke the world and as it should. You know, that's fair. Um, and it literally broke the world in the show. Speaking okay, of our okay, least okay. favorite human being on the planet. Wait, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, it was nominated for a Grammy Award Best Song Written for Visual Media. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Good for it. It was also nominated for an Emmy? Okay, I could see that. Dang. Who, who, who plays Agatha? Um, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Can we get Can we get Catherine Hahn at EGOT? <laughs> can we? I would like to. Only if we get a free trip to Iceland. <laughs> Jay's like, we gotta get our priorities straight. <laughs> first, Listen, we gotta go to Iceland. <laughs> who comes first in my life? <laughs> Catherine Hahn or myself and AJ? <laughs> I like to see other people succeed. She she has money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got me there. And oh. we're, you are helping other people succeed because you're helping show people that Iceland is an amazing, beautiful country with a rich culture and history. Iceland, I will do anything but beg. <laughs> I'm not begging. I'm asking politely. No, I'm telling them, like, I will do anything but beg. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a great segue, but it's totally lost. Did we? What yeah, because we, we were talking about uh, how Wilden doesn't deserve his own theme song, and the next thing we he see is Wilden pulling Hannah aside for an interrogation. <laughs> Which, again, he does not have her permission, his her mother's permission. There is no adult other than Wilden present in the office that he goes mm-hmm. into. Um, and all the, and the other girls are, like, kind of scared because they're like, Hannah's going to be the easiest to crack. And Damn, Jenna I, even walks by we... and mocks them. <laughs> I love Jenna so much. I know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> then Wilden uh, goes to the office and makes comments that are like super gross about Hannah. Like we like, need to talk how disgusting Wilden really is towards Hannah. Like three things. One, you will not catch me cup- talking to a police officer by myself. Like I will have um, an attorney present. Two, you will not catch me talking to a police officer unless I mean recorded. <laughs> like I do not trust them, and this might it might not be okay. And three, stop talking about this girl's weight. Like you're a grown man. <laughs> what are you doing? Multiple times in this episode, we are reminded that Hannah used to be fat, and you know what? As a fat person, I think there's a lot worse things you could be than fat, like someone who makes out with your sister's boyfriend and fiance, <laughs> or your teacher. Go for their throats. <laughs> or the boyfriend. The teacher or the fiance <laughs> listen let me tell you something would i prefer to be hannah and or mona or anyone else in the show and my answer would be i prefer to be hannah and or mona yeah but like wilden he not only comments about her losing weight but also like mm-hmm. you're styling your hair differently you just want to be exactly like allison you want to like you want to be her so badly that you got jealous of her and killed her which like why would you say that to a girl who lost one of her closest friends mm-hmm. why would like 
and why would you make so many comments about her appearance she's an underage girl in high school who mm-hmm. like for all we know could have an eating disorder because like yeah you know like just first of all you should never just talk about someone's weight but like so much of Hannah's story is focused on like her needing to lose weight to feel validated mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's there's never any criticism of it like of other characters pushing that narrative and I feel like that's really dangerous because like, like I, no one's criticizing it so like imagine being you know 16 watching that show and you're like yeah Hannah was fat so nobody loved her I truly full-heartedly believe what we got um in the flashback later on is like the most we're ever getting of anyone pushing back about this um weight situation yeah and they were just basically like hey don't do that and that was basically the extent of it <laughs> <laughs> like no repercussions or anything and then at the end it was like ah, it's fine she's just um stressed right now and i just think that like mm-hmm. we haven't even come a long way in television now because you know the most that i the most criticism i've seen of you know this like you mm-hmm. must be skinny to be valuable or valid like mm-hmm. trope was on the circle season one when you had Sean who was a plus size model um who basically was like yeah you can be fat and you can be beautiful and you can be like smart and kind and like all these other things and like it's the circle it's not you know a widely watched like show on a network television on tele on a television network Jay I watched that I did not really remember who Sean was I was like who's Sean I follow her on TikTok just because like she does talk a lot about like where you can find plus size clothes and like talks a little bit about the fashion industry and I find her really just interesting to follow because you know you don't see a lot of plus size people um mm-hmm. in the modeling industry so I I yeah. like hearing what she has to say like like it's very much a um like this is a trendy thing right now, but we're not going to make any like actual changes. Exactly. Yeah. And like, so I'm like, uh, imagine being like, they're like, oh, Lizzo's popular, so I guess we can do this for a little bit. So, and right. Just yeah. And it's just, it. and this is pre-Lizzo, so they were like, let's fat shame because that's what's in right now. Listen, I don't want to live in a world pre-Lizzo. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the flashback that we see, is this the flashback you were talking about? No. Okay. But this flashback is problematic as well. Yeah, so we see Allison tell Hannah, like, you like Sean, go ask him to a party. Do it. And she pressures Hannah to do it. And Mm -hmm. Hannah kind of shyly asks uh, Sean. It was so adorable. It was so adorable. I know. And... And Sean kind of is like awkward about it and Allie pressures him into saying yes. And like, uh, yeah. The way it came off, right? And I believe full-heartedly Sean is a good person mm-hmm. in, in my heart of hearts. And I feel like he would have ultimately said yes at the end of the day, like, yeah, I'm going to this party anyway. Like probably not like, maybe not like, oh, I'm going with you or something like that, but I would, he would let her know like, yeah, I might be going. Mm-hmm. But the way the scene played out, it was like, he wasn't going to go, but then Allie walked up, who um, is a smaller person. And because she was the one talking to him, he was like, oh, I'm willing to go. But not because um, But not Hannah. because Hannah's going, just because Correct. Allie wasn't there. Correct. And, like, let's also be real that, like, 
Hannah was maybe a size like 10 in the flashback. Like she wasn't fat. Yeah. Like, but they had they had the, the actress put on like an extra sweater or two. Yeah. And put her hair up in pigtails. I feel like more people need to wear pigtails. I feel like that is too much associated with like um a lesser look having pigtails. And I think it's dope. Yeah, I think if you want to put your hair in pigtails, do it. Yeah. <laughs> um we like, like, yeah. when, when Mona was a quote unquote nerd and geek, she had pigtails. Like <laughs> as you can tell, AJ has a type. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so if you want if you want uh AJ to take interest. You heard it here first. Put your hair in pigtails. I'm not hard to please. (laughs) All right. I don't have too much to say about that. Let's leave the flashback. (laughs) All right, you said it. Uh, So Wilden's like, you know, things that happen in the past can influence the present. And Hannah takes that opportunity and throws it back in his face, asking if, you know, Wilden, you were a party boy back in the day. Is Mm -hmm. that... uh, is that kind of the same kind of person you are now? Uh, because she accuses Wilden of building a case against her based on information that he's picked up on while at her house, sleeping with her mom, which uh, is not how he should be building a case. He Listen, doesn't have a warrant. We Ben said he's not good at his job. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've been said. <laughs> Listen, we are like an hour and a half into this podcast. Are we? Almost. We're not even halfway through the show. <laughs> I know. We're almost halfway. Jay? Do we gotta and pick I'm, it up? I'm the one that keeps trying to pick it up. Oh, 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 am I derailing us? My, be- <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, I did go on a thing like trying to get Catherine Hanna Egot. <laughs> that's fair. And we talked a little bit about To Kill a Mockingbird. I feel like that was a good conversation. That yeah, I, like I think we've talked about good stuff. Um, so Hannah's in there for a whole hour. And when she comes back, Spencer and Arya are a little worried, but she's like, don't worry about it. Uh, he was just taking some calls. Um, and Arya says, okay, I won't worry about it. Cause she goes to Ezra and asks him on a date that weekend. And Ezra tries to assert a boundary. He doesn't do a very good job, but he tries. No. He does like, try, no. but not very well. Like, he, he, he tries in the sense of, hey, um, I know what we're doing is wrong. And if I do this, it's going to make us look way more sus than we currently look. <laughs> That's not a boundary in my book. That's a, right, let me I not said get he tries. He didn't say he succeeds. <laughs> And Arya uh, asks him to hang out after the art gallery opening for her mom's art gallery. And Ezra's like, let's think about it. Is that a smart idea? And Arya says, well, I guess not. Um, What if we meet after the gallery opening and uh, I'll tell my parents I'm at Noel's party, but we can go hang out. Excuse me? I, I would like to say, I know I said uh, this was my favorite episode. The timing of this episode is like really weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's it's super weird. <laughs> but that's all that's all I'm gonna say about that. 
Um, and Ezra makes like a weird passive aggressive comment. And he's like, maybe you should go to the party so it doesn't look like your peer, you've lost interest in your peers. Which feels kind of gaslighty to me. And Arya says it's too late. And they start like flirtily like touching hands on top mm-hmm. of the desk. And thank God, a, a teacher walks in. Mrs. Arya, Welch. Yeah, Mrs. Welch. Let's put some respect on her name. Put respect on her name. Well, we'll pause. I would like to say the reason why I remember her name was because I thought she caught him. I thought she was like, hold up, wait a minute. Because the way she was looking. Um, but the scene just like keeps going. So I Yeah, and then Arya's like, <laughs> uh, thanks for the help with the homework, Mr. Fitz. I'll see you later. <laughs> like, 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 it's already, like, Jay, you know people are doing something they shouldn't do if when you walk into a room, they were closed. But as soon as they notice you, they're now um, And the door was closed. The window was open. <laughs> but like, if, two, like, I'm a big believer that there's no reason for a teacher and a student to meet alone with the door closed. I agree. Like, even if it's cracked open just a little bit, like there needs to be some way for people people to interrupt if they need to interrupt. I agree. You are not saying anything I disagree with. So like, how was she not, maybe she didn't pay attention in the like to catch a predator sessions that all teachers have to go through. I feel like there needs to be two separate seminars, one for the students, one for the teachers being like, hey, let me tell you where the line is. Don't cross it. <laughs> and if you already crossed the line, this is your chance to step back over. <laughs> like my, my theory is some people might get the wrong idea and be like, huh, I haven't approached the line before. Speaking of approaching a line, Spencer decides to go to Philly where Ren is crashing on a friend's couch. I, I, I lost my goddamn mind, Jay. Tell me more. <laughs> Why the fuck are you like rolling up to this man's place his quote-unquote home <laughs> to do what get your name cleared like <laughs> first off one like call him like you, you probably have his phone number like you do not need to go to this whole different city and two what weight do you think his word has anyway <laughs> like what are you accomplishing what are you accomplishing by doing that like i feel like truly full she just wanted to see him again like <laughs> but she wants a guy that has oh um, save me. My my mom and my sister is mad at me. <laughs> Get out and, of here. And Ren has already tried on his own to call Melissa. And Melissa's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Which, you know. Rightfully so. You know what? <laughs> you saw him kissing a minor. I also wouldn't want to be interacting with someone like that. So how do you, so his advice is that things are going to blow over. How do you feel about his advice that like, trust the process. Things are going to get better if you just leave them be. I believe that fullheartedly with his mom, with her mom. Uh, listen, this is your second time doing this, um, Spence. Like, <laughs> if I was her sister, like, I'd be like, you know what? You have all right to completely cut her off. <laughs> and I would not be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's true with the mama. But I think, I think that's true. And I think that, you know, if Spencer truly learned from this experience that letting things blow over and I'm going to try to be a better person and not make out with my sister's future love interests. Eventually, if they both decided to work on themselves and their relationship, it could happen. But like Ren's advice means nothing to me because literally like 
one minute he's saying like things are going to blow over it's going to be okay and the next minute he's telling spencer that he thinks he might have fallen for the wrong sister first meaning he should have fallen for spencer first and this he's is saying, a full-grown man a child. in med school talking to a child a straight girl <laughs> a full-blown child <laughs> and uh spencer decides you know i'm gonna leave which is probably the best decision she's made in a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like, <laughs> he said, "Do you want to sleep on the ping pong table?" Well, he did, he, he kind of like he didn't mean it. I know he was joking, but after you've like kissed this minor, <laughs> yeah, nothing. You cannot be joking about anything. Yeah, you lost all right to joke. <laughs> That's fair. Um. Yeah. So now I just want to take a moment and give another trigger warning, basically, to say the next scene that we see is one that involves sexual harassment and sexual assault almost. Um, and mm-hmm. it is a heavy topic. Um, if you're uncomfortable, uh, skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But we are about to talk about sexual harassment, sexual assault. Um, and I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable unnecessarily. Um, so yeah, after- Can I tell you the note yeah. I, re- I wrote down? Um, I wrote down, like legit, I saw um, Shay Mitchell character, Emily. I saw her in, in this room and I immediately had to stop. And I don't know why I had to stop, but I wrote down this note. I like Ben, but I can see me not liking Ben soon because he is going to take a turn <laughs> and they're going to do this so that way when they eventually do break up, I will hate that man and I will still like Emily. But everything I've seen from Ben so far is that he's a chill guy and I don't know how I feel. Mm. And then that's why I said I'm good at predictions pre-show because then something happened. I was like, oh, I hate this man with all my heart. Yeah. So we open up on Emily in the girls' locker room after swim practice and um, she's, you know, putting stuff away in her locker um, and she sort of hears noises. And Mm -hmm. she's kind of like, hello, is anyone there looking around? Mm -hmm. And it's Ben. Ben sneaks up on Emily. Um, And basically, this was really hard for me to watch um, Mm -hmm. for a couple different reasons. Um, Mm -hmm. Mostly because there's this man who comes in and basically tries to assault his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. no matter how nicely she tries to refuse him. And he gets like super aggressive and violent. But then mm-hmm. also as a femme trans person mm-hmm. thinking about how like tr- trans women are often queer women are often talked about when it comes to like bathroom laws as people who assault women in bathrooms and how trans people and queer people, queer women only say that they're women or say that they're queer because they're going to assault someone in a bathroom when really like mm-hmm. I have heard stories like this far more from my friends than I've I haven't heard a single story about a trans or queer per- person attacking somebody in a bathroom or a locker room mm-hmm. but I've heard stories of men going into women's locker rooms or bathrooms mm-hmm. and assaulting women mm-hmm. um and especially because Emily we can assume is not straight um yes. it was just like one of those things of like oh first of all is this necessary 
it's necessary like, to show this and then also like it's very it was just very gross and it went from like haha i'm teasing you i caught you off guard to like assault in like yes. 30 seconds yes. or less like like genuinely like uh i'll first like say like i know from what i've heard personally i have heard way more stories of um just trans and queer people like being harassed for like just trying to live their best life be in peace and people who are bigoted and has these um disgusting point of views just harassing them because they're in a bathroom and they don't want them in their presence and it's very disgusting how people and some media have um portrayed trans and queer people as the aggressors as um, the violent and evil people in this situation when truly um i'm saying this as i'm not a trans person i believe um they will all just want to live their best life and be happy and um we just want just, to be in peace like no one wants to be harassed like, trying to go to the bathroom like if they're going to the first off why are you using the restroom but the restrooms are disgusting uh, agree like, we're in a pandemic <laughs> but like if you're going to a public restroom that means they have to use the restroom <laughs> like they're not trying to like hurt or harass anyone like i truly believe like men are far more offenders of harassing hurting and assaulting women um in these situations but yet they they often will like get a pass in these types of situations yeah and i think part of the mm. reason why i'm bringing up like queer and trans people is also because mm. i'm not Ben, I'm not a man. Um, I'm not in this situation, but I can assume that he's picking up on based on the lesbian comments that he's made about Emily and Maya, and like the way he's sort of like been kind of rude to Maya because of how she talks to Emily. I can assume that he feels like he's losing Emily, like that's some like in as if she's something to be lost or gained. Um, but mm -hmm. he feels like he's losing a grip on the relationship and control over his part of the relationship. And therefore he wants to physically take control back. Um, like, and I feel like her queerness is like inherently part of this, even if that's not his sole intent. Like, I like, oh, 100%. Like, because she is a queer, she is a queer person, um, at least not straight person. Um, and a woman of color, like these are factors that are going to play um, in these roles of people thinking they can be dominant and like take advantage. Like he straight up says um, during the scene, hey, you were on me just a week ago, but now you want to be distant and that's not okay. And then he tries to force himself upon her. And just because someone was okay with something at one point in time does not mean like they're okay with it at all periods of time. Mm -hmm. And does not mean you can act um, any type of way, whether or not you are in a relationship with that person. <laughs> like just because you're in a relationship does not give you the okay to act any type of way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think the scene, like there were many ways for the writers to have them break up and have been be hated. And like to have this like pretty graphic assault mm -hmm. was just like not necessary, especially for, in a show for teenagers. I agree. And yes, it is a thing that teenagers unfortunately experience. And like, because teenagers are, and like, this is not meant to be a statement of but like, here's, 
anti-teenager, but like teenagers are very vulnerable and like, something yeah. like that, like something like that, I'll be honest, happened to me when I was 14 years old. And mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing this for the first time, probably because I blocked it out of my memory, but like mm -hmm. it was pretty traumatic. And yes. I don't know, I don't know how I would react if I saw this again, being a 14 year old when this, or a 15 or 16 year old, like when that had happened to me only like a short time before. Um, I mean, I don't think as a 20 year old I'm, or a 27 year old now, I think my reaction, I'm a little more distant from when it officially, when it originally happened, mm -hmm. but be, being a teenager who went through that mm -hmm. more recently, I could see that being re-traumatizing in a different mm -hmm. way. Yes. And also like for teenagers who haven't experienced that, there's a way to talk about things without showing them. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that you need to introduce this idea that this could happen in such a graphic nature mm -hmm. without having materials surrounding that to talk about consent, to talk about um, what do you do in the aftermath. Like there's no educational piece here. It's just that, showing sexual violence or sexual violence in a TV like that's, show. That's probably like my biggest issue with the scene is first off, I, I, you can tell me I was wrong. There is no trigger warning or anything mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show. There is no um, ways to show people you can get help or anything like that. Like this did not feel like a moment they wanted to do to like educate or help or anything. They It seemed like a moment they was like, we want you to not like Ben, so let me just throw this in here, which is like not okay. <laughs> like yeah. this is not a topic that you can just like throw around willy-nilly to advance your plot. <laughs> like this like genuinely happens to people this is genuinely traumatizing to people and people can have genuinely negative reactions from seeing this and it was very what's the word what's the word what's the word oh unnecessary uh, yeah it's very unnecessary yeah oh i was just gonna say i think there's like a totally valid argument that teenagers should know that there are that bad things can happen and they should have an understanding of like this could happen mm -hmm. but at the same time if you're not giving them resources on how to process mm -hmm. and deal with those things mm -hmm. or how to not be the aggressor in situations where you have a lot of pent-up sexual aggression because mm -hmm. let's be real like we also need to teach people like you have this you have these feelings you have these urges Let's find a healthy way for you to deal with those feelings other than assaulting your girlfriend. Because um, like, like, like I, I think a lot of it comes down to like, like how do you prevent mm -hmm. being assaulted? But I think like also like how do you prevent yourself from being someone who assaults people is an like, important part of the education. I think there's a thing in, in our culture, um, especially when it comes to men of being a dominant um, person. Um, like if you don't, if it's not yours, you can take it. Um, especially from um, women, um, especially if you feel like physically you can um, take it. And I think it has been shown in society too much as okay or given a pass. Like look at all the people, celebra celebrities even today that like have done these terrible things to um, women or minors and stuff that are like still praised for like the work they do and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, so I think we as a society has to for too long and too often just been like accepted it and been like this is a thing that happens it, it shouldn't happen but it happens and we have to like 
we're all going to learn from it. And that's not what we should do. We should be like, hey, this is not okay. And we need to teach, um, like you were saying, we need teaching people. It's, if you have these sexual urges and stuff, how to handle them properly in a good, uh, productive way instead of legit being an abuser. Yeah, and I think, like, to the people who say, like, well, they need to know that, like, mm. like this is the thing that happens in their real life. We should not be hiding it from people. Like, yeah, and if there's no educational component to it, like, you're just glorifying violence, mm -hmm. even if you're saying the violence is wrong. Like, what did Game of Thrones teach people about rape? Just that it happens. Yeah. Um, when there's really a larger conversation like about when that as well. When you're not having a larger conversation about it, you're just normalizing it. And that's yeah. the last thing we want to be doing. Exactly. Um, we do have a hero in this scene. Um, who of all was people. Unexpected. Because uh, just as uh, Ben is getting violent towards Emily, Toby rushes in and he punches Ben in the face and punches him again and again and again uh, into a locker and he makes Ben bleed. And Emily yells for Toby to stop. But honestly, <laughs> I was like, Toby, kill this man. <laughs> um, and Ben is like, are you the are you and Toby, she, Ben asks Toby and Emily, like, are you two together? Is he the reason you're not into me anymore? Um, and Emily says, get over yourself and breaks up with him on the spot. Yeah, like, as, as she should, as she should. Like, honestly, he does not face enough repercussions in my honest and humble opinion mm -hmm. like his repercussion should not be he got punched by toby and he lost a girlfriend today <laughs> like yeah there needs to be like some charges pressed against this man at, like this was not an okay situation and he really it really did feel like he just got a step on the wrist for what he just did agreed um but i did like watching him bleed oh yeah he deserves to get punched <laughs> 100%. i enjoyed every second of that Honestly, <laughs> I did not enjoy anything of the scene. I'm not gonna lie. That's that's fair. Um, should we move on? Shall we? Where are we going? Uh, we would be going to uh, the gallery, the art gallery. Ooh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So Aria decides to go to her mom's art gallery, um, and. Apparently the caterers just like bailed on Ella because Aria had to go and get like mm -hmm. a baguette and cutlery. And she just walks into the gallery with a huge baguette sticking out of her bag. And I literally, I'm like, did you learn this in Europe? Like, do you not have grocery bags? I did not notice that. Oh my gosh. I and wish I saw that. the baguette is like not in a paper bag or anything. It's just like a fresh baguette in her bag, which is like gross. in her in her book bag or purse yeah like in her purse like in her shoulder like the bag over her shoulder like it's not wrapped in paper or anything it is just a plain baguette unsliced Jay, that's not okay <laughs> and, and it's for the it's not like oh mom and i are gonna eat our sandwiches off of this it's for the opening it's for the gallery opening jay I, as we both recently had like a stomach pug that's disgusting that was harmful and i would like Seriously, have a word with um whoever was in charge of getting this food. Whoever was in charge of the food also is a person in charge of coming up with the great name Thai takeout. 
We are putting Mr. Chung's out of business. We will never, we will rally for Mr. Chung. I, if I have to start a GoFundMe for Mr. Chung, I will. Do you think we'll ever see or hear about Mr. Chung ever again? Mr. Chung? Yes. I <laughs> I believe um, after um, Arya's mom find out and um, she's living in her apartment, she's just going to have um, Mr. Chung's. Every night. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, until then, she's going to be working at this art gallery. And uh, when Arya gets there with this baguette in her disgusting bag, yeah. guess what? Ella is talking with what? Meredith. The Meredith, Meredith. The Meredith that slept with Byron, or at least made out with Byron. And Ella doesn't know her from anyone. She just thinks that, you know, he, she also works at Hollis, mm-hmm. which is true. Um, and she invites Meredith to the opening. Which uh, I feel like it's just like a friendly thing to do. Yeah, Ella seems like a friendly, unaware person. Which is very disheartening. I want to root for this woman, but there's so much going against her right now. Yeah. And it's not her fault either. It's not her fault. Like, she seems like a wonderful um, addition to society. But, like, why is Meredith, like, get, like, get, like, go after what you want, but also, like, don't ruin someone's marriage. Like, she's, like, not only just trying to get with Byron. Whatever she's doing, she also, like, is, like, trying to get in with Ella somehow. And, like, I find that more disturbing. Because, like, if this man cheats on his wife, that's his fault. But if you're inserting yourself into his wife's life as well, now you're deliberately trying to be an ass. I'm not going to lie. I did not think of it, like, this from this point of view and i think and i am on your side i because i am a big fan of um the home record shouldn't be the person that gets the blunt of the hate it should be the man who or woman who like ruins the home <laughs> mm-hmm. not just the person that they invited into the home yeah because but I feel like, like whatever she's doing if she's trying to seek revenge for like byron leaving for a year well you- it feels like to me right she's not over this man and like we discussed over earlier we feel like he hasn't done anything with her right since they got back so like you might be right like i could see her just like being like i want to get this isn't the person i want to be with so i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure he's isolated so i can take him right and at that point like if i think it gets down to like the finer details of a situation here where it's like, like I need I need to know like how clearly he defines with her like they are not going to happen right yeah that is what I would like to know yeah I think if you enter in a relationship with someone and you find out that they're married mm-hmm. at any point in time and you didn't know or you knew and you know you respected that and you didn't try to like insert yourself into his family's life when he like like by this time like you can argue whether or not she knew back in back then but by this point in time she knows he's married (laughs) he works across the hall from him yes and she has seen his family all sitting down at breakfast minus mike like like I, i i wouldn't have any any issue if she was like hey listen i know you're married um i know you have family 
but I just have to get this off my chest. I have feelings for you. Is this going to be anything? <laughs> like Right. But like she is literally showing up at his wife's place of work when he isn't there. Oh, yeah, because that's not, yeah, I'm saying, like, if she did that, like, I would be like, okay, I respect it, I get it, but at this point in time, you're seeing, like, very manipulative. <laughs> yeah, and Arya even, Arya even says, like, you know, find yourself someone who is available, unlike my dad. It was like, yeah, I feel like Arya said the right thing there. I can't believe I just said that. I feel like... <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like Arya has no more high ground to stand on. Like she has uh, no I more. I don't. Yeah, I don't think she. I think she's kind of a hypocrite. But like, she, I, and listen, I, I, I am a full heartedly believe. Um, if you don't want to be in girlfriend's business, stay out of girlfriend's business. But you're going to insert yourself. You need to make sure everyone has the same information. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that there is one woman who's probably the most important person in this thing that does not know the full story is an issue <laughs> you either tell her or stay out of it Agreed. that's my humble view i gotta find myself because i don't know where i am in my nose well that's okay because i can pick you back up um as Ari is telling meredith to get lost hannah is at her house with her mom and of course weldon um and mrs marin is cooking again for mm -hmm. weldon and offers to pick Hannah up um, from Noel's party later that night, saying, you know, I don't want you driving if there's any drinking involved, which is pretty brave to say in front of a cop that, like, your 16-year-old daughter might be drinking that night at Noel's oh. party, basically saying where it's going to be. Um, I feel like cops aren't stupid, and cops, for the most part, don't care. Right, but at the same time, like, if I'm trying to get my daughter her record clean, from the cop sitting at my table, I might not, while he's sitting at my table, say, hi, if you're going to be drinking underage tonight, please don't also drive drunk underage tonight. What? Like, just don't give cops information that they don't need to know. Don't give them information at all. Well, we don't know who's going to be there, because I feel like um, if there's someone of legal age there, then no one will get in trouble. I don't think that's well, true. Uh, yeah, if you have someone um, that is um, like 21 or older there with minors drinking, only the person that's um, an adult will get in trouble. Is that true? Yeah. I don't think that's true. Yeah. Why would I lie to you? <laughs> Are you a cop? You have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> Either way, I don't think offering information to a cop about potential crimes being committed is is knowing that he's a dirty cop mm -hmm. is a good idea like you know he's not a good person first like, of all he's a cop second of all he's a dirty cop i i you know what jay i just think he's lonely i just think he wants companionship <laughs> you take that back right now no i think he just wants companionship <laughs> i don't think that's true I, <laughs> listen Besides, um, even if that is true, he is abusing his position of power in order to get basic human intimacy and right food. Yeah. Pause. No one said her cooking is good. Like, I, I full heartedly believe her mom's cooking isn't good. But either way, like, <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's eating it. <laughs> That's true. He, he is eating it. Listen, I'm not saying he wasn't abusing his power because he's been abusing his power. We've been through that. I just think he's a lonely man. <laughs> okay, that doesn't excuse being an ass and like playing into terrible power dynamics. Especially when you're supposed to be upholding the law. <laughs> law be damned, I went ahead. <laughs> Listen, this man, yeah. Wilden, is so fucking desperate to be liked <laughs> that he even offers to pick up Hannah from the party in the squad car. And he's like, I won't even use the handcuffs. And he kind of says it in like a teasing way, which just made me feel even more creeped out because like it kind of felt like he was flirting with her to me. And no, that, th- that, that solidified to me. He is lonely. <laughs> like He just wants connections. <laughs> yeah, but like her mom is right there. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like, listen, that is a joke that a dad will make. <laughs> that's, that's like. But a was he? Did he mean it as a dad joke, or did he mean it as a, I'm flirting with a 16 year old joke? Because this is the town of Rosewood where no one knows age appropriate. Well, pause. Two things. First off, Jay, you already know I believe he has already slept with a minor. Um, and two, <laughs> and two, I feel like if he wanted to get with her, he would not even be messing with his mom. With her mom. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I feel like every adult I have seen has been like, I've seen two adults. I'm gonna no pause. I've seen an adult this episode be like, man, I want to be with you. Why was I even with this person? <laughs> I should have just went for you. And I feel like other people would follow suit. Like, he's not sleeping with the mom to sleep with the child, in my humble opinion. Oh, I don't think that's the case. But I think that like, he also might want to sleep with Hannah in addition, like, like he is just horny all the time for everyone. So you're saying the reason why it's okay for adults to sleep with minors in this town is because- No, I'm not saying it's okay ever. Because the cops are also wanting to sleep with minors. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying like, I am sensing a pattern and I think the FBI needs to be called. We, we've been to the FBI needs to be called. And, you know, they're probably just as incompetent, but it's it's worth a shot, isn't it? I trust the FBI uh, more than cops. At like, least more than these cops. Like, isn't the thing, um, if you um, are a victim of a hate crime, um, go to the, call the FBI, not the cops. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The FBI handles hate crimes. But also, like, because this is the world of fictional television Mm -hmm. i don't trust anyone also like what hate crime is being committed like lots of crimes that i hate but that doesn't make them hate crimes well listen there is no people of color in that group besides the two families yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh, but also, but like also, he's Wilden starts digging around in Hannah's purse and he finds the friendship bracelet. He's like, Haven't I seen this somewhere? And Ashley proves that she's a good mom because she's like, You don't have a warrant. Um, and why are you interrogating my child at school again? 
And Wilden kind of bl- blows it off and writes it off. And he's like, can I help with dinner? And she's like, yeah, you can by eating it somewhere else. Get out of my house. And he does. And I'm like, that woman is finally standing up for herself and her daughter. I thought we'd been agreed that all the moms, um, at least with the core four, are good moms. And at worst, they're just misguided. I know, but I want to point it out. I want to point out what good parenting looks like because we've definitely <laughs> pointed out what's wrong in these girls' lives. Well, I, I think... Like, I just want to show that, like, I, I just, I want to put some praise on somebody here. Well, I feel like there's many people we could praise in this town. I know, but I, I think that we should name them every once in a while. And I'm, I'm naming I, I name Ashley her every Nichols. episode. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, Ashley Marin has her daughter's best interest at heart. Wait, who's Ashley Marin? Uh, Hannah's mom. Oh, I don't name her. Oh, I don't praise her every episode. I was talking about Bona. <laughs> Listen, I, I will also sing Sean's praises because Sean also seems like a good person. He does. He does. Um, and, and, and the reason why I said seems because I remember distinctly last episode, I was like, I feel like I'll be friends with Ben and you gave me a word look. And I was like, oh, I understand why they're giving me a word look. Well, I honestly, like, up until that point, it was more so like, Really? Because Ben seems like like a douchey jock more than anything. Like, forget what happened this episode. Like, no. just the first two episodes, I'm like, he kind of just seems like a douchey, jocky guy. And I just don't think AJ is that kind of person. So, mm. like, you don't seem like, you know, a lacrosse bro. And he just has, like, the lacrosse bro vibe. Well, uh, I'm not a lacrosse bro. I am Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a point has been made. But, um... It was more of the, the vibes and energy. Uh, it was more like a banter type situation. I was like, mm. oh, I could banter with this person. That's fair. But you know, now you don't need to. Yeah, now I don't want to. <laughs> now I actively do not want to be with um, associated with that person. But now that I have boldly proclaimed one thing, I will never pro- boldly proclaim anything else on the show. I've been burned too bad by this situation. Yeah. Um. And speaking of Sean, uh, he's at Noel's party and he's playing some foosball. Do you like foosball? Not really. Me either. <laughs> Yay. It's, it feels like you're trying to take something athletic and take all the athleticism out of it. Well, and at the same time, it's, it's like just reflex. A, are you telling me twisting a metal bar is not athletic? It's just like, <laughs> Someone, it's it reminds me of people who want to be like they're like I really like football. Let me be a football player, but like they don't know how to play football. Wait, pause. Does people like that exist? Like, if they do, they need to get their life together. Like, um, I got several. This is the vibe they get from foosball as a as a hobby. Well, foosball is more soccer than football. I know, but they look like little football guys because they have broad shoulders. Like the the way that those little guys are built, they have big shoulders and they they're like Dorito shaped. Oh. So I always hmm. think about football, even though I know that it's more resembling soccer. Well, um, maybe it was made by a um, person who had a mom from England but a dad from Pennsylvania. <laughs> 
Ah, yes, a real Aria Montgomery, if you will. Just kidding. <laughs> they said, we're going to make this football in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sean's playing with his friends, um, including Ben, and kind of ignoring Hannah. Um, and Emily arrives with Maya, and Hannah is like, hey, Emily, how are you doing? Uh, and Ben's like, Emily is here. I'm surprised she would be here after earlier today what a like like she shouldn't be here blah 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 blah. and emily says i didn't come for you which is a power move she's like i'm not here for you and i'm not gonna avoid having fun just because you're here i'm gonna live my life i'm gonna do what i want to do and i commend her for that because i don't know if i could after having that kind of day I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm surprised. Um, Iredom came. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if if I, I wouldn't show up if I was Iredom for two totally different reasons. Yeah. Like, first off, I wouldn't want to deal if I was Emily, being in the same room as someone like him, <laughs> um, especially after what happened um earlier in this episode. And I feel like I would. There is um healthier environments to go to than a high school party in the middle of Pennsylvania. But um if I was what's what's the other guy's name? The bad guy. Like he got his butt beat by um Toby. And I don't know if Toby has any respect at all um in this uh, what's this thing called? School. But I feel like I wouldn't want to show my face after getting beat up by Toby. And also, like if I don't know if um Emily has told anyone or toby has told anyone but that could be it for you if if when that i'm not even gonna say if i'm gonna say when that gets out because that needs to get out like what you did yeah. needs to be told by everyone yeah a hundred percent um and like toby doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to show up at a party like you were saying but like i don't think he needs to show up like i'm sure mm -hmm. that story spread like for all we know so here's the thing i don't like, i don't think do Toby talk to people? I don't think you said more than 10 words so far in this episode. <laughs> like, that, like, that's my thing. I like, I don't think Toby's the person that's going to tell. And it seems, no, but I'm sure, like... Like, and, and it seems to me, like, so far, the only thing Emily has told anyone is, like, oh, they broke up. And, like, that was the extent of it to this point. Right. Part of me wonders, are our core four girls the only ones getting messages from A or someone like A? Wait, why would they message anyone else? Because if they like to blackmail people and other people have secrets. Like, who is important enough to get blackmailed? None of those girls are either. Well, yes, but like, <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the title sequence. <laughs> right, but like, if you are one of those four girls' boyfriends, you're connected to those girls. Well... I, don't, I feel You're like saying speaking... A has nothing to gain out of revealing that Toby beat the shit out of Ben. Well, I don't know who A is. Like for all but I know, they, A but if they want to get one over on Emily, at least I feel like there's some embarrassment for Emily mm -hmm. in exposing that information if you expose it in the right way. Mm -hmm. Whether well, it's maybe there's something between her and Toby, or maybe it's that she's associated with Toby, who's a criminal. You know, there's 
a ton of different ways to connect Emily to this story that could make her look bad by involving a story with Ben and slash or Toby. I feel like age, not age. Yeah, I feel like age just needs to stay away from Emily. Like, like okay. I feel like if you if you have to torture these girls, like stay clear from Emily because you are not handling this right, and Emily's going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 what is Arya doing? Like, she's mad at her dad, and she's sleeping with a teacher. Like, Emily's going through some ish. Yeah, I feel like Hannah too. Like Hannah stole some yeah. shit, and she used to be fat. <laughs> Hannah stole some shit and she used to be fat. <laughs> like that's but really like, yeah. all she's done wrong. Like honestly, you can tell me I'm wrong. I feel like Allison ended up dead all because of Allison. <laughs> <laughs> AJ said Allison ended up dead and that was her problem. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some people just die and it's their fault. Listen, I stand by my statement. <laughs> he said she deserved to get murdered. <laughs> I'm not saying she deserved it, but God's timing is always right. right. <laughs> Man. What a world. Where we both can finish each other's TikToks. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Spencer still isn't at the party. She's at home working on her Russian history paper, and it's given her so much trouble. I would like to say, Spencer will have, at this point in time, more done than I would have at this point in time. And she said that she's only written two words, her name. I wouldn't have opened a document. <laughs> like, that document gets opened the night before. Yeah. And, like, also, you know, it's her fault. It's a little bit her fault. Oh, it's completely her fault. Like, we'll pause. I don't know when the funeral was. I don't know how recent it was at this point in time. But, like, like it's also, like, her fault that, like, she is taking on so many different responsibilities. It's also her family's fault. But, like, like, calm down a little bit. Like, I agree. I, 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 she's, she's doing too much. I, I believe for her to leave that mess is doing too much. Uh, comma, but you said you're going to do this. You need to follow through on you with your, uh, with your agreement, or you need to drop it. Like, don't, or don't, you do, could, or you could cheat. We are not a pro cheating podcast, we are firmly anti plagiarism. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I mean, I too am anti plagiarism, but like Spencer yeah. isn't. This little Miss Goody Two Shoes is not above copying and pasting her sister's Russian history paper from like six years ago. Well, I never called Little Miss Goody Two Shoes. Like, remember, I thought she was the number one person to kill Allison um, until the detective came in. Yeah. But like, you know, the one who's like doing all the, like, she's like the Hermione Granger. Oh, those people are the worst. Like, I trust those people the least. <laughs> like, I'm not going to Right, lie. right. But like, you know, everyone else. I feel like they got some goody two shoes. Oh. 
everyone else is like oh look at her she's doing so much she's like so committed and has such a good work ethic and it's like no she doesn't she's copying and pasting Melissa's paper my response would be what are you overcompensating for um she's also copying and pasting Melissa's love life (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one (laughs) once a cheater always a cheater oh that was amazing (laughs) I love that thank you I honestly just thought of that (laughs) <laughs> you, that, t- you know what, turn out to me. <laughs> um, yeah. And just as she finishes copying and pasting and changing the name and date on the paper, um, she puts things back exactly as they were, which means to me that like she's done this before because she like straightens out the computer and makes sure that everything is mm. at the same angle that it was beforehand. So she knows that like she has to be perfect at this. Um, and then Melissa and her mom come home and Melissa decides, let me just be rude to Spencer a little bit more. Yes, Melissa, be rude to that girl. And once Miss Hastings goes upstairs, Melissa says, I saw that Ren called and I know that you and Ren are just covering your tracks. Y'all are pathetic. And you yes. know, she's not wrong. Call them pathetic because they are. <laughs> Melissa's not wrong. I mean, I think like it's a little wrong to like actively take this out on your sister who's six years younger than you. Like, I think it's like a little, a little heavy handed, but at the same time, like I would probably do the same thing. Listen, pause. Listen, she she called off her engagement with her fiance. She kicked him out of the barn. Like he is living in some bum place in Philadelphia. Like, listen, she did her job with him, and that was to the other perpetrator. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. listen. I mean, like again, I'm not saying Melissa is entirely wrong. I'm just like, ooh, she is. I'm just noting how angry she is, and thinking to myself, I never. I hope I never make anyone that angry. What's what's that? What's that saying? Um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. Like she, in her head, this happened before, and she got fooled again. <laughs> like, yeah, you ain't gonna fool me again, and, and I'll make sure of it. Yeah. Um. So then we go back to the the party, the Hannah. We go back to the party, and Hannah's still feeling ignored and neglected. Um, but finally, Spencer shows up because she is done being mistreated by her family and she is done copying and pasting everything her sister has ever done. Um, And they start talking about Toby and how he stood up for Emily and the girls make it pretty clear that they don't trust Toby, which like, honestly, fair, but also like Toby is the only person who's like actively done anything good. Well, Arya asked an amazing question, which I'm glad Toby was there. But why was Toby there? See, that is a great question. Um, but but I I always thought about it as like maybe he saw Ben go in, mm-hmm. and he heard Emily saying no because like mm-hmm. locker rooms kind of echo, and yeah. maybe he thought something bad might be happening so he came in or maybe he has a crush on ben or emily i don't know i'm ben yeah he's stalking ben into the girls locker room i thought he was um watching allegedly watching girls through windows you know you i'm just saying things to say things listen listen all possibilities are possible he could be overcompensating 
Listen, if Toby wants to be a bisexual icon, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars need one, needs one. <laughs> but we don't. We also do have Maya. We can't forget about Maya. Um, as a bisexual icon. Can can, can I can I tell you my honest and humble truth? And I don't know why. Yeah. Like I don't have the same love for Maya as I did when I first met Maya. Hmm. Why? Um, it's very one note to me. Okay. I can like, see that. I, I, I think I think there's 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 nothing more to her character than she's like, oh. She like, yeah, is, she wants to make out with Emily. She wants to make she she wants to make out with um Emily and she does not have a sensor to her. And I think that's it to her character. Yeah, I think they definitely could do more to uh, develop her I wish, character. I wish they fleshed out, you know, the only Black person on the show a little more. <laughs> Perhaps. That would be nice. Oh, very nice. It would be very nice. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, the rest of what we see for Emily and Maya, basically, for this episode is that Maya pulls Emily into the photo booth and they take some provocative photos mm-hmm. and they in the last photo they kind of make out mm-hmm. um and then the pictures are stolen um the pictures are stolen from the photo booth and Maya's like whatever it's fine and Emily is obviously freaked out because she is yeah. so positive um, and we don't really, we don't know if Maya cares about anything. You know, like, what what does she care about? What does she want to do with her life? Who is she apart from liking Emily? She plays the cello. Boundaries? I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because she just said it in an offhand comment one time. And I was like, that's all we got from that. I just would like the record to show that... Um, my cat found what I believe is a stem from a piece of kale, which I don't know where she would find it from other than the trash can. So she went in the trash can, pulled out the stem from a leaf of kale and is now playing with it like it is the best toy she's ever found. Animals are just amazing. I think animals are, um, have a curiosity that I wish more people had. I truly live with a wild beast in my home. Uh, listen, we all need to be wild every now and then. Like, if we were just rigid, what would we be? We would not have Hannah Mona energy. That is for sure. I, I want nothing more than Hannah Mona energy. Which one of us is the Hannah? Which one of us is the Mona? Uh, which one of us is the Hannah? Which one of us is the Mona? Because I know my answer. I feel like... What's your answer? Because I'm not sure. Are you sure you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. And I'll tell you if I agree or not. I'm the Hannah, you're the Mona. Explain. Um, I feel like I am more anxiety-based in my in my motivations. My Enneagram is a two. So I am wow. just anxious all the time and very emotional. And I feel like Hannah is very much the same way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I also sometimes just make decisions based on emotion mm-hmm. and I feel like, but also like very much care for my friends, very much want to focus on like living my life in the now, mm-hmm. even though I am not fully able to do that, which I think is like a healthy thing too. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like you have a certain vibe to you of like supporting your friends and asking mm-hmm. good questions and also like bring a little chaos and space into people's lives. Also, I'm the white one. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you could have said that once and I'm like, I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> you could have said that. <laughs> Like I had this whole like actual reason, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and uh, Mona's not white. Jay's like, "I know how to get to AJ real quick." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it shows in their characters too. <laughs> I I love that. Like I'm I'm glad I have. I will happily be your Mona. Thank you. You're the one that's like telling me to embrace a little more chaos in my life, despite the fact that I told you to watch this stupid show. I feel like everyone could use more chaos in their life. Maybe not everyone. Some people need a little stability. Listen, I feel like if your head is in the cloud, just go up a little further. Let's see what's up there. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know who had a lot of chaos in her short 16 years on this earth? Mona? Hopefully she has more than short 16 years. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah. We're on a podcast. So, so, like, how tall is this 12-year-old actress? <laughs> you want me to Google? Yes. Because in the scene, she was the tallest person in the group. She is five foot six. Which tracks? So it, that's, that's like average. Yeah. Like I'm five, almost five, six. No, I'm almost five, five. Hmm. I, I just thought she was weirdly tall. Well, <laughs> Especially for a 12 year old. The actress uh, who plays Aria, Lucy Hale, I'm pretty sure is pretty short as mm-hmm. well. Which like, I understand. Lucy Hale is five, two. Uh, and how tall? The actress who plays Spencer is 5'7", and Shay Mitchell is 5'7". And the Hannah actress is 5'4". Huh. But you know, there's heels, they're standing on top of a higher elevation. Maybe Um, it's like to show the power dynamics. Yeah. And so we flash back and we see that Allie had been blackmailing Toby with something to get him to take the blame for the Jenna thing. And Spencer was trying to listen in and walked over and Allison pushed her away and was like, stay out of it. And Hannah wanted to come clean to the police and be like, this was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but Allie essentially says that she's fat and a loser. And Aria is like, that was really rude. You should apologize. And Allie like, kind of says sorry but not really she does say sorry she's like basically like whatever 
um, she like says sorry enough that it makes Arya shut up. She says sorry in the sense of, I'm sorry I'm acting like this at this moment in time. Like, but I'm not, sorry that you're upset. But like, not like, I'm sorry for the words that I said. Like more right, of right. Like, I'm sorry that you can't handle me. <laughs> She's like, there is stuff happening right now. And if you can't handle this, fine. I just won't say anything. Yeah. Um, so Allie I, makes sure she gets her way. Um, and Toby is taken away in a cop car. I, I know I said I'm not going to make any more solid um, statements after being burned by my last one. No, do oh. it. Make a wild, un, unbased claim. Toby is probably the best person in the show. Like, probably has the highest moral compass. And Ali actually has nothing on this man. That's more like, than Mona? Yes. Like, he, Toby is probably the, the greatest person on the show. He, I think he might be, like, a weird, like, weird and stay in office, so people make up weird things about him. But I feel like he is actually a good person at heart. <laughs> And you, you weren't you know, you know so what, wrong because technically he did take the fall for Allie. No, pause. <laughs> and here's my thing, right? I feel like if he's a good person, then he's not a good guy because he took the fall. Then he's a dumb fuck. Because <laughs> but you gotta because wonder I'm... what she had on him to make him take the fall. Like, I think it's something personal. I feel like everyone has something that if someone knew about, they wouldn't want the rest of the world knowing. So, like, yeah, I feel like but like they and Alex is like person that's like I will play this card, right? But it seems like it's something other than like he was watching them because Spencer seems to think it's something that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. So like, what I want you to make that wild claim. What do you think Allie was blackmailing Toby with? What do I think Allie was blackmailing Toby with? Ooh, ooh, okay. I think it is going to be something personal, something weird that he does not want the world to know. But what is, what is you want to hide enough so that way you can go to like have a record on hand that you basically blew up your own apartment, not apartment. What's that thing called? Garage. Mm-hmm. With your sister inside. I'm not sure. I don't think, I don't know. Like, I don't. All right. By the end maybe, of- it, wait, maybe it wasn't even about him. Maybe it was like about his sister. Maybe she, maybe she did something and she's threatening him that he's going to, re- she's going to release this about her and she won't seem like the victim in this situation. He's like, ah, I got to protect my family. Interesting. By the end of the podcast, I want you to come up with some wild claim. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm ready. I, I, I don't think y'all be ready, but I'm ready. All right. Uh, so Spencer uh, in present day thinks that, some, that Toby's watching her, but she finds out that it's just some random dude. She's just paranoid. Um, and Hannah yeah. takes Sean to a private room and they start making out on top of the bed and Hannah starts digging around in her purse looking for a condom. Yeah. Because pr- practice safe sex. We are a pro-safe sex podcast. And uh, Sean says, what are you looking for? And she answers honestly, as she should, because, you know, you yes. always want to get consent. Correct. We, we are a pro-consent podcast. 
And uh, he starts getting angry with her. He's like, I don't want to have sex. And right now, Hannah, you are acting like you're kind of desperate to prove something. And she says, well, I do have something to prove. I want to make sure that you like me like me and that, you know, you don't still think of me as the girl I used, the fat loser I used to be. And he gets pretty upset about that and um and asserts that you know he definitely still likes her as she is now and liked her then um but Hannah's already hurt because he called her desperate and like you know that's valid and so while he's trying to comfort her um she kind of refuses anything he offers her and she falls to the floor crying I'm I'm not gonna lie, I am team both of them right now. Like I do like, like I I believe both of them are valid in their feelings and opinions right now. Like I understand why he's upset because he has set his boundary and he has told her multiple times what his boundary is. And she has tried to cost it and she obviously tried to cost it tonight um with the condom. And he's like, This is not okay. <laughs> like I don't want to do this and you are pressuring me to do something I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> right and i get that and like i said i wouldn't i was like i wouldn't have used the word desperate but i can understand why he used that like i wouldn't have used that word but i get it and and also like it's in the moment yes and like he's upset and like his feelings are sort of overtaking like how do i talk in this situation Correct. And as someone who's um, usually leads with their emotions I, and sometimes say the wrong thing, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, no one uses 100% the right word choice all the time. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm not ma- too mad at Sean here. Yeah. Or Hannah. And I'm also not upset with Hannah because she's like being told by all these other people, especially Mona, who is a very credible person, yeah. <laughs> that like, hey, this is like you're a teenager this is weird that this is not happening like is there something going on on top of the fact that we know she has um um insecurity and body image issues and stuff like that and it's already been hinted like by Allie in the past like hey he might not like you because you're a big person and stuff like that and she has brought up multiple times hey I fear that you're not attractive to me because of my situation and the fact that you're not um getting intimate with me is like more proving that you aren't interested in me if that makes sense yeah so i'm like i understand where she's coming from and i think her feelings are valid (laughs) so it's like like a terrible mist of people (laughs) it's like these two people are on two totally different pages you know these two people are in two totally different books at this point in time (laughs) yeah yeah and so Sean leaves and we move to Aria at the art gallery um and our and Aria and um Byron are laughing and talking and who shows up Meredith Um, Meredith again Like, like this is like the third time in a week like if you know when you go on a date and like yeah. you're really excited about someone and you're like, oh my God, I need to text them after the date and be like, I had such a great time. Thank you so much. How much time do I wait? You know, she's taking that to a whole new level. She is showing up in person three times in a week trying to get Byron's attention. 
And they work together too. So you can assume they've seen each other during the week too. Yes, correct. 100%. And yeah, go ahead. I, I I say again, it's not okay what she's doing. We'll pause. <laughs> I like I, I like when Arya went up to her and be like, "Hey, what did we talk about earlier? Why are you, you're here?" And she was like, "I did not agree to not come. Like I never said those words. You were talking at me, and I just let you." And I was like, "You know what? I hate the semantics, but you're right." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I'm a grown woman. I can do what I want to do." Which like is fair, but also like yeah. think about what you want to do and why you want to do it. Maybe. But, it, 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 and I think this goes back to my point earlier, I would like to know, um, has Papa, has he clearly drawn the line being like, this was a thing that happened, it should not have happened, and nothing ever is going to continue from this? Or is there like, he not being as firm and being like, maybe something could happen, but right, right now or something like that? Like, what what is the boundary that has been drawn? And is she crossing it? So well, she is crossing it when it comes to the mama. I would say that 100%. Mm-hmm. but it's homeboy leaving the door open for her where she's like there's a chance so I'm gonna take my chance yeah and I think those are the questions that we're supposed to be asking right like those are the questions the show is like, trying to get us to think about and I we feel don't like get a good me. answer here I feel like the show has me thinking like this woman is in the wrong and we should not like her and I'm like yes but is she as in the wrong as I think she, as y'all are portraying her to be yeah and I, I think like because we don't see Byron as much in this episode, like, I guess we're supposed to wonder, like, what is Byron doing during all of this? But, like, they don't directly ask the question. Um, which makes me feel like I'm not sure if that was their intention or not, you know? Well, I, I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I don't think these people take care of their product. <laughs> like they are doing their, making their t- decisions with intention and being careful with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is fair. No offense uh, to whoever created the show. You, like y'all went for seven seasons. So y'all had to be somewhat successful. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, um, there's seven seasons. There's 22 episodes of the season. What is going to happen? <laughs> That's what I'm asking you, actually. Like, uh, Jay, I'm not going to lie. This show can end in six episodes, and I feel like we could do that. I feel like we can get there. <laughs> well, while we're finishing up this episode, um, Arya leaves the gallery, um, and she goes to Ezra's apartment because she knows where he lives. And why does she know where this man lives? Like, Jay, did you, did you ever know where any one of your professors or teachers lived? No. No, I'm trying to think. The only time that I knew where any of my teachers or professors lived is because one of them was literally my best friend's mom. And even then, we didn't hang out at my friend's house all that much because it was weird. Mm-hmm. Understood. Um, or if I like after I was in their class, if I babysat for a professor's t- uh, kids or something, but like never while I was in their class. But like, listen, I'll make bank, I'll dog sit your dog, I'll babysit your kids, like as long as there's not a conflict of interest. I, I need to meet the kids first, I, I need to see if I can deal with them. <laughs> well, like, usually, like, it was 
like if it was in college, like they had either brought their kids to class or like their mm. kid had shown up at like office hours or like I was very involved in the Jewish studies department. So like mm-hmm. usually, usually I had met their kids at Shabbat or something, you know. Uh understood, understood. Or like I knew somebody who babysat for them the year before, you know, like also like I work with kids. So for me, I'm like, oh, you want me to be hanging out with your kid for two hours? I can do that. As, as someone who sometimes works with kids, like sometimes I'm like, man, this child is amazing. And other times I'm like, how can you deal with this for more than an hour at a time? Yeah, a hundred percent. But I also feel like if you know the parents well enough, you can get a vibe for what their parenting is like. And that's more mm. important than the kid themselves. Mm. So like oh. there are certain professors I would never babysit for. And there are certain professors who like, based on the vibe they gave off in class, I was like, I can see you being really good at conflict resolution and conflict management. And mm-hmm. you seem like someone who would be good with someone causing a lot of problems, which mm-hmm. kids will do because they don't always understand the situations they're in or they want to push boundaries. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if you're good at that, I feel comfortable babysitting your kids once mm-hmm. and seeing how it goes. And just because I say once, that doesn't mean I'll ever do it again. I, I, I'm just in a position where my 22-year-old ass is not at the emotional state or has the bandwidth to take care of um, just any type of child at this point in time. Right. That's valid. <laughs> 100%. I just need money in college. Listen, give me money. money <laughs> I will take money. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll do anything for a book. We'll pause. Mm-mm-mm. I got to rewind my statement. I got to rewind my statement. <laughs> okay, Aria Montgomery. I, I will not do anything for a book. But like, you know, give me a buck and give me a proposition and I will consider. <laughs> will you show up at your professor's house? After hours. Ooh. <laughs> no, I am a child. <laughs> um, and you know, Ezra answers the door and he's like, uh, why are you here? <laughs> and she's like, Can I come in? I'm really upset. And he says, Again, do you think that's a good idea? Like honestly, I feel like that is the best thing he's ever said this entire series so far. <laughs> um And she says, sorry, and he offers to drive her home, which again, depending on the situation, could be an okay idea. But the last time he tried to drive her home, they made out in the car. I was like, if this was not this man, I feel like that would have been a halfway decent thing to say. But like, you got here somewhere, get home. You you got here somehow, go home somehow. (laughs) If you can get to my house, you can leave my house. (laughs) You know what? That's a true statement. Was it raining? I don't think so. So she has no excuse. Right. (laughs) And like her parents let her drive. Like even though she don't have a license. Or we don't know if she has a license. Listen, let me tell you something. She does not have a license. She does not have the same capabilities in Iceland as she does in America. That is nothing against our Icelandic people. It's all against Arya. (laughs) It's always against Arya. I feel like they want us to like Arya so bad. Arya is easily my least favorite at the core four. I know, she gives us nothing, but like the show clearly wants her to be the focus of the four. 
like what am i interested about her about her her dad uh she don't like her dad because he had kissed another woman and she likes the teacher like well, that's that's not a compelling storyline to me you know what's compelling to me uh what emily's going and was yeah but don't you remember that aria's smart travel yeah, well, and Hannah's has going. great taste in music let me tell you something. Emily and Hannah are both more compelling characters than Arya. And Spence is also more compelling, but I also don't like Spence. Valid. But we know three things about Arya. She 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 has well-traveled. No, she's traveled. Oh, she's traveled. <laughs> she has a good taste in music. And she's smart. Correct. Supposedly. This is Honestly, all coming from a pedophile, so I don't know how much I should trust this information. <laughs> Honestly, I think she, the best thing she got going for is that she's Lucy um, Hale. Poor Lucy Hale. <laughs> but I think I also read somewhere that she auditioned to be Spencer. And I don't think she could be Spencer. I agree. I don't think she can be Spencer. Wait a minute. Hold on. Pause. pausing see this is this is why the pacing of the show makes like legit no sense like was she at the party earlier and doesn't she go back to the party later on uh i don't think she's at the party later on okay um because the next well, time we see her but, but, but she says to him hey i just came from the gala thing yeah well, I, I think she started off at the party and she says to the girls, I'm going to go to my mom's gallery opening. Oh. She goes to the gallery opening and then she, she had made plans to hang out with Ezra afterwards, but it was never confirmed what they were going to do. So maybe the plans never really happened. Or maybe they did have plans. But tell me if I'm wrong or I'm just making this up in my head. The party seemed like it was happening late. While the gala seemed like it was happening in the early evening. Oh, yeah. Like, again, it doesn't make sense. Timing-wise. Like, no one knows what time of day it is. <laughs> or this party started real early and people showed up. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've never showed up to a party early. These high school students are punctual. Well, what else you got to do? Booze, I am person. there at six. <laughs> definitely seems like it's like 11 at night yeah um but yeah so Arya starts crying and Ezra holds her in the hallway as if like he might not live in the same building as other as students in the school or another teacher or mm -hmm. like someone might not like be like why are you hugging this random teenager He wants to be caught. He, he does not. Like, he, he is actively doing things so that way he does not get caught. And he knows he's doing bad things. Right, but, like, then he does something stupid like this. He's hugging her in the hallway. Listen, he's thinking with the wrong head. Well, you know who else <laughs> I'm thinking? Who? Little Miss Hannah. Uh, because oh, I think he's thinking, but maybe not clearly. <laughs> she's a little intoxicated, and she goes back out to the party, and Sean is at the foosball table, and she is not happy. And then she gets a text from A, which just sets her off. And the text says, heads up, hun. 
Hefty Hannah never gets the guy. Um, two things. Uh, one, and this could just be me. Like, if I was um Sean, I would have just left the party at that point in time. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that. But I know that's just me. And Sean can do whatever Sean wants. Uh, I, I respect Sean. And I like Sean, so I'm not going to judge him too hardly. But second, I think that might be like, <laughs> you can tell me I'm wrong. Like one of the more brutal messages we got from A so far. Yeah, this one seems like very very personal. Yeah. Um, it's not just you're not gonna get the boy. It's also like Andrew used to be fat, which is like a theme of the episode again that I'm not okay with. Oh no 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 not at all. There's nothing wrong with like, being fat. First of all, like it's happened. It's coming from like all your friends and family. And then this random police officer who's like sleeping with your mom and kind of an asshole. You know and then who... it's coming from this anonymous bully who also might be the police officer, but you don't know for sure. Um, that's my leading um theory at the point. But you know who won in fat shame? Mona. Mona. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this sets Hannah <laughs> off. And she grabs Sean's keys and she storms past Mona as Mona's like, Why are you grabbing Sean's keys? Hannah, stop. Wait, Hannah, no. Listen to Mona. Honestly, though, I feel like Mona should have, like, ran and tackled her. <laughs> you know that girl can run in heels. <laughs> Listen, I believe it full-heartedly. <laughs> but she doesn't. And Hannah gets into Sean's pretty fancy car for a high schooler whose dad is a pastor. I, I would say in Mona's defense. Mona did not know that they just had a fight. <laughs> yeah, but, like, she can tell that Hannah looks upset. Yes, like something's happening, but I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Like, like what if like something happened to the family and Sean was like, oh, just take my car. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hannah gets into the car uh, and speeds away. And the next thing that we know, she has crashed the car and she climbs out and the car won't stop beeping. Hannah, what's, um, what's so she crashed do, his car. Yeah, like, honestly, Jerry... They gotta break up. Like, like, like they gotta break up. Like, I, I love them both, but they cannot be together no more. I know, but like, the sad thing is, if they break up, I'm, sad, I don't think we'll see Sean anymore. And I love Sean. Like, I, I can pause. I will firmly say Sean is my favorite male character in the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't think we'll see him anymore if he's not with Hannah. Because like, what else? Who else is he involved with? Ben. And I don't want to uh, see Ben. Oh, we don't like Ben. We don't want Ben corrupting Sean. Um, Maybe he could become friends with Toby. That Toby needs a friend. I'd be okay with a Toby and Sean friendship. I'm okay with that. I like that. Yeah. They're yeah. like totally different guys. You would never see it coming. But like, I think they both could offer something to the friendship that the other person needs. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I, I think they could both grow from that friendship too. Yeah. Um, and after the party, Maya drives on home, <laughs> and she sees Toby sitting on the porch, um, and he's messing around with some, like, some building stuff. I said, I have five consecutive notes being like, I get you're trying to, um, say thanks, but what the fuck is he holding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's messing around with something buildy, some construction-y things. Uh, Maybe it's like bike parts, I don't know, or like car parts. But she approaches Toby and she tries to thank him for stopping Ben. And Toby is like smiling and vibing and whatever, but he doesn't say anything. 
and we hear Jenna's voice in the background. And I screamed. I was Why like, she was, scream? she was there the whole time? <laughs> Jenna's always there. She's always in the background. If she's there, Jenny's, Jenna's there. Like, like, listen, M didn't notice her. I didn't notice her. And I love Jenna. You know I look for Jenna. <laughs> if I didn't notice her. And this is why I think Jenna's a little bit more sinister. I think she's like spying a little bit more than, because like she can get away with, like she's quiet. So she can get away with being there and nobody noticing. Hmm. Um, and so- Jenna, I noticed you. Yeah, you're not ignored here. Mm-mm. You're you're fat love here. I, I can easily say you're like easily top five favorite characters of the show for me. Yeah, but like, is that saying much? Mm-hmm. You know, what? you made a valid point. <laughs> um, Both Jenna and Toby has are in the top five, and they've had a, a combined maybe ten minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and we're about, add Mona to that, and they had a combined thirteen minutes of screen time. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so Je- Emily leaves and Jen is like, why did she thank you? Why was she saying thank you? And Toby's pretty much like, oh, it was nothing big. And so Jenna just has to wonder like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and like, she can't see with her own, she can't see what happened with her own eyes. She can't like mm-hmm. read lips. So like, literally she has nothing to go on. And like, it's not her business, but like, I was like, but also, I want you to tell her. Uh, Jenna don't even know everything. She like, doesn't, don't, don't, but like, don't his own life. She doesn't, but I also want more Jenna time. You know, I agree. We do not get enough Jenna. Like, for someone who had an episode title named after them, we do not get enough of this girl. Yes. <laughs> um. So, and you know, we still don't because we cut to the next day now where the girls are in the woods again. And Spencer basically says, you know, I think Allie had something on Toby besides the fact that he was being a, te- a peeping Tom. And uh, Paul, all I like, still think he's a peeping Tom. I still think they made, um, Allie lied about that. Well, Spencer's saying there's something else that Allie was, had on him, which means that she could have been lying anyway. And all the girls are like, why are you telling us this now? Why didn't you tell us before? And he's like, I have no good reason. I am just Spencer. <laughs> that sounds like Spencer. That sounds so much like Spencer. Like, I don't know why. It didn't seem important. Um, and so um, our core four changed their mind and decided, let's make this a public memorial because we don't want to be ashamed of the, of the fact that we miss Allie and we care about Allie. And we don't want the person who killed her to have a day go by where they don't have to walk by and feel guilty about what they did. I don't know if the person who killed Allie is going to feel guilty. Oh, listen. I feel like the... I shouldn't say that. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to. Say it. I was going to say the person who killed Allie was probably justified. They were like, I was doing, I was doing y'all a favor. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. AJ said murder can be justifiable. <laughs> AJ did not say that. I mean, AJ basically said that. AJ does not consent. Um, I do not co-sign. I do not co-sign. I, in fact, lack of signing. All right. Well, 
the girls hear something in the distance like they did the the other day um and it scares them and they run as soon as they hear it trying to catch the person and the person gets away but instead of finding the person they find Allie's friendship bracelet from the night she disappeared and I found it funny that one of them asked like oh Hannah is that yours and like very clearly in beaded letters big beaded letters it says Allison Listen, no one claimed that these women were illiterate. I mean, they spend half the half their day in school either being interrogated by police or daydreaming about fucking their teacher in English class. Not Hannah. I said what, interrogated what? by police or. Oh, okay. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, they're not paying attention. Um, yeah. So right before the credits we get one last scene and it's a mysterious person who we can only assume is a i didn't think it was a who did you think it was i thought it was ben oh you think it's ben yeah i think it's ben see i okay well whoever it is (laughs) yeah no continue your sentence uh is listening to jazz and printing out as many copies <laughs> as their printer will allow of Maya and Emily making out. And so you think it's been blackmailing? Oh, no. No, I do not. Um, I believe fullheartedly this is um, Ben getting revenge. I believe next episode uh, or in two episodes, we're just going to see um, those photos of those two kissing um, like on every locker door and stuff like that. And this has been getting revenge. Um, and then because it was the time it was, it is not going to be accepted greatly. And I'm going to have another upsetting episode to watch. Interesting. That's what I fullheartedly believe. And they're not going to know it was been up until like the end of that episode or like an episode or two later. So you think it'll be resolved relatively quickly? Uh, like in terms yeah. of knowing who it is? Yeah, I think it'll be resolved quickly. Like, listen, the Janet thing lasted legit an episode <laughs> right but at least we still have like the impact of that oh no no oh, I'm but saying, like, yeah i see what you mean you're still go- they're still gonna get the impact we're just gonna know who did it like very okay. fairly yes, yes yes so while we're making predictions should we get get ahead into the that section of our podcast sure so uh first of all we only had two messages from a this episode uh, the first one was heads up BFFs. It's open, it's open season on liars, and I'm hunting. And the second one was heads up, hun. Hefty Hannah never gets the guy. So first of all, it seems like A is like kind of making their texts standardized. Both of them start with heads up. Um, and and the word hun. Yeah. Um, which one of those is your favorite of the two? Well, one was corny and one was cutting. So, <laughs> yeah, what kind of mood are you in? <laughs> what side of the bed did AJ wake up on? I'm going with the cutting one today. So you like heads up, hun? Hefty Hannah never gets the guy. Yeah, that one. That that one was that one left a mark. That one left a mark. <laughs> um, like I, I say, there's a non-zero chance that that message does not get sent. There is no total card. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that because that was sort of like that set things in stone. Yeah, I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's those are the words I was looking for. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> do you still who do you think a is you said wilden earlier you still think it's wilden right yeah because i wh- where was he I, I i can't account for where other people were i can't account for where that man was i know he was kicked out of the house so he's not with the mama yeah, he, he likes to just happen to pop up where those girls are at all the time for some strange reason. I, it it got to be that man. Well, and he has it, a lot it, of inf- it has a lot of information that other people wouldn't have, and he is also mm-hmm. on the case. Like he is still my leading suspect that he is a. You said leading suspect. Who are your other suspects? Well, I remember at one point in time I thought it was Toby before I knew who Toby was, but now I just think Toby's an angel sent down from heaven. <laughs> Kind of a dumbass for taking the blame. Correct. I think he's a dumbass heaven angel. <laughs> dumbass heaven angel. Correct. <laughs> BRB changing my display name on Twitter. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I would love that. So, oh my goodness. It has been changed. Oh, let me look. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so our next episode uh, next week is called Can You Hear Me Now? And I don't know if you remember those commercials from Verizon. Can you hear me now? Good. Yeah, the Can You Hear Me Now guy. Yeah. <laughs> you did it! You did it! <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> um, but that's what I always think of when I hear those words. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think of Pretty Little Liars. What do you think can you hear me now is about is someone getting a new cell phone plan. <laughs> they have the weirdest cell wait pause first off. They do have like the weirdest cell phones back in 2010. <laughs> but like those aren't 2010 like hip cell phones. They're like, not like on Gossip Girl where it's like, oh my God, we have the the razor because that's the newest cell phone. Like they have like Blackberry-esque cell phones. <laughs> also, they mentioned Facebook like five different times. Like and Facebook looks so ugly on their phones. <laughs> Like we talk about how like everyone always complains yeah. when Facebook changes their their layout, which like to mm-hmm. be fair, like the changes they make don't always make sense. Yeah. But like you gotta admit, mobile Facebook in 2010 was fugly. <laughs> like I was like, what are you doing here? Like and it was in dark even... mode. And I love dark mode. I love me some dark mode. But like dark mode at school at like eleven AM. Jay, dark mode is for all times of the day. <laughs> mine automatically adjusts depending on the time of day, so. Mm, mine doesn't. I, I like it on dark mode at all times. That's fair. I, it's, it's a vibe. <laughs> oh. But well, what, was, what was that episode called again? I forgot. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? So no one's deaf. Right. Um, Jenna is blind. Can I tell you something that you said during this podcast that has stuck out to me? Oh, it yeah. was, and this could be completely wrong. It was, do you think these are the only four people getting messages from A? And I had no reason to think other people were getting messages until you said that. Well, I'm just thinking like, if I'm, if I'm blackmailing people, I want to get the most out of it. And Allie seems connected to everybody in this school. So if you're trying to get anything related to Allie, she's blackmailing Toby Kavanaugh. Why are you, the blackmailer, not also blackmailing Toby Kavanaugh? 
Wait, say that sentence one more time for me. So Allison was blackmailing Toby Cavanaugh. Mm -hmm. Or we assume so. Which, how could you? He's (laughs) so pure. He is a dumbass heaven angel. Yes. (laughs) If you... So Allie's now dead. Um, As she say. Well, I'm saying these are the facts that the people in Rosewood seem to believe. Mm-mm, don't ask Hannah that. <laughs> Most of the people in Rosewood seem to believe. <laughs> if you are blackmailing people who knew secrets only Allie knew, mm-hmm. why not go through the whole Rolodex? You also have stuff on Toby Kavanaugh. Why not blackmail him? Mm-hmm. Maybe you have something on Jenna. Why aren't you blackmailing Jenna? You also have something on like anyone else that Allie had secrets on. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're focusing on our main characters and we're not having them talk to other people. Correct. But like, why would Toby tell people he's being blackmailed? He doesn't even well, say 10 words in this whole episode. And he's a top five character. <laughs> so like, You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm just trying to think like, if I'm gonna, if I now have the high school the high schoolers of the town's secrets why would i only use them against four people you know what? that's about that's about point and and i think your statement doesn't might have hold some water as i think ben has also gotten a message from a or maybe two and ben is going to post those pictures on those walls and make it look like a did it with having the dash a at the bottom and they'll be like, oh, A did this when it really was Ben, and Ben is not A. So is that I, your I'll, prediction for Can You Hear Me Now? I have another prediction. Okay. I think also um, the kiss heard around the world is going to be spread, whether it's to the mama or the son. I don't know which one, but one of those two are going to find out that um, Meredith and Pop Pop had kissed. Not and Pop Pop. <laughs> I, I don't know his name. Byron. Byron, that Meredith and Byron has kissed and maybe done more. <laughs> and I feel like it's like, it maybe even Arya tells him. And it's like, oh, she's letting out this big secret. And that's why it's like, can you hear me now? Like, I'm finally speaking up. Mm, the Kiss Heard Around the World is a great episode title. <laughs> <laughs> like, we should tell Felipe we want that to be the title of our next episode. I, I, I love that. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, so anything else for this episode? Uh, I also think we want to get more Mona content because we can never get it. Because we need it. We need more Mona content and we need Sean and Toby to become friends. Yes. Um, and I, I wrote down somewhere that I don't trust Noel. Um, no. No. <laughs> um, I would like to be proven right on something. Well, tune in next week to see if AJ will be right on something. Um, (laughs) Until then, uh, you can submit your feedback for our podcast to twosecretspod at gmail.com. That's the number two, secretspod at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, and the Twitter is dragonbabiespod, and that's babies with a Z at the end instead of an S. Um, While you're checking out uh, the Dragon Babies pod 
Twitter, also check out um, their podcast. There's other podcasts on the Dragon Babies feed um, because it's part of the Brazilian Dragon podcast group. Um, and check out the Brazilian Dragon pod as well. They have, they're coming up on a milestone podcast um, and Felipe is doing a really awesome job getting tons of different guests that represent a variety of different backgrounds um, and really creating some great nostalgic content that I don't think really exists in other spaces in such great variety. Um, also, feel free to give us a, re a review and a rating on um, Apple Podcasts when we're on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify if you're still using Spotify. Um, I know that right now a lot of people are refraining from using Spotify because Joe Rogan is being supported by that platform and we don't support Joe Rogan because he is a horrible, horrible person with horrible, horrible views and dangerous views that are very anti-vax and anti-public health amongst other things. But if you are using Spotify um, and you wanna give us a review and a five-star rating, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, on that note, AJ, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at DudKidNorris. I'll promote anything I am doing, including this podcast. Again, I was recently on the Mike White Was Raw podcast with the, hosted by the great Naomi Calhoun, where I got to talk about my survivor heart take, which was about the great Laurel Johnson yes. and how y'all need to put respect on her name. I was also recently on the community building podcast on post show recap with um the great josh wiggler and jess sterling where we got to talk about um intro to political science and you get to hear um a lot so it should be a good time anytime <laughs> you can hear aj mcfarting noises you know it's a five out of five podcast of course of course and i don't know when this is coming when this episode is coming out but Celebrity Big Brother 3 is about to start and you can see me pop in every now and then adding my two cents on the RHAP network. Amazing. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at jmanji underscore. That's J-A-Y-M-A-N-J-I underscore. Mm -hmm. um, this is really the only podcast that I'm up to now, um, but okay. I also am working on a bunch of other um social justice related causes, including um, fighting anti-Semitism and mm -hmm. fighting um, racism and other forms of bigotry, um, particularly in the education system, but also through um, other forms of activism. So um, if that's your kind of thing, check out my Twitter. If that's not your kind of thing, both of my cats have Twitters and their <laughs> ads are in my bio. Um, it's my kitty Vinny, Vinny is spelled V-I-N-N-I-E and at the Santony, um, in case you don't make it to my bio. But like, if you like politics, go to my personal. If you don't like politics, go to my cats. They're cute and they play with kale stems. I personally say all three are quality follows. AJ, I even make fun of AJ on my personal Twitter and he says things like that. <laughs> and I see it and I like cry a little, but like, I know it's out of good, out of good fun and heart. <laughs> And also, like, I genuinely wanted to know, am I wrong? Do people not know what a run is? Listen, Jay, I understand that you're smarter than me. <laughs> I would not go that far. <laughs> Knowing obscure facts does not make me smart. It just well, makes me questionable at best. I'll, 
I say if you had to pick Jay or me to win an episode of Jeopardy, bet Jay every day of the week. That's just because I'm trans and Jewish like Amy Schneider. <laughs> Who was amazing and all upset that her reign came to an end? Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, another thing is coming to an end and that's this podcast. But until next time, uh, just remember that two can keep a secret but AJ and I will be telling all of ours. All right. See you next week. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket. Taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Ooh, before you get started. <laughs> My friend the recording's in that. AJ is wearing a shirt that says, I do words good. <laughs> <laughs> so just so the world knows, this is the test to see if AJ does words good. Yeah. Okay, you can get started. <laughs> Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead.